Welcome back to your favorite Pretty Little Liars Rewatch podcast. My name is Jay, and I am here today with my lovely co-host, AJ. AJ, how are you doing today? Um, I gotta say good, I guess. I think I'm good. I think life is fine. Life is happy times. How about you, Jay? <laughs> well, it can't be too bad because I'm here with you. And Aww, you're so sweet to me. <laughs> some, some days I just wake up and I think about how lovely you are. Today is one of those <sighs> And I also woke up thinking about someone else who we happen to have on the line right now. Felipe, the uh, patriarch of the Dragon Babies podcast, is here with us today. Hey, Felipe. Hello, everybody. I am making my Pretty Little Liars debut. I am so excited to talk about this bonker show. Um, this, this episode was not as bonkers as y'all make it out to be on the podcast, but... I'm sure this was one of the calmer episodes, the calm before the storm, if you will. Like, I think you can tell by the number of pages of notes I have. And for this episode, I have two pages of notes. Whereas, like, on every other episode, it's at least doubled at minimum. Well, I think also some of the craziness has to do with the context. And uh, how many episodes? Tell us about your history with Pretty Little Liars, Felipe. Well, oh, Felipe, uh, I guess um, you don't uh, hear my about history. Me. <laughs> AJ, you want to share your history for me? AJ, how long have you been watching Pretty Little Liars? I've never watched it before. This is my first time watching. <laughs> that's the that's the premise of the podcast. So AJ's been watching for about nine weeks because this is episode nine. Felipe, what about you? Um, so my history with Pretty Little Liars. I remember uh doing adventure day camp, so we would do like hikes and there was this group of girls that were talking about this show and they were obsessed and that was probably like the first season they were like oh my god and then this happened and i was like this show sounds absurd um but then uh my next instance with pretty little liars came earlier this year when jay and aj were like we want to talk about the show i'm like bet okay this show is a teen drama um and i was like sure go ahead and I was like, I want to come on an episode and talk about it. But basically, the context that I have is from editing your podcast and then re-listening to it when I have some time. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my knowledge base. And I actually don't know what happened in the last episode because I have yet to edit that podcast. Although it sounds like Toby Cavanaugh died. Tobias. No, that is yet to be determined. We have not. I also seen- heard that um, maybe Maya is a ghost. Well, pause. I would like to say, I believe full heartedly Tobias is alive. <laughs> and Maya, the jury's still out. <laughs> we have not seen Toby Kavanaugh since he got in a motorcycle av- accident. Quote, unquote, motorcycle accident. No, like, the motorcycle was, like, him. crashed. Like, it was, it, either way, there was an accident. Whether it was on accident is yet to be determined. Um, he's and Maya is not dead as far as we know but that doesn't mean anything to aj who has this entire thing figured out in his head and yet every time he watches he gets surprised a little bit more uh but there were a few things that i forgot to ask you aj before the podcast ended last week yes starting with who do you think is a so you know i think the glows person is tobias kavanaugh but 
Okay, <laughs> I so think... we need to pause. What? Okay. I have flat out told AJ that when you see somebody dressed in all black and you don't see the face at the end of the episode, in the episode, it could be anybody, but at the end of the episode, the last scene, it is always A. And I say this because yes. I remember in 2010, 2011, 2012, etc. Mm-hmm. Everyone I know had that figured out. Well, I'm not everyone you know, baby. <laughs> and I told AJ this, and he still doesn't think that I'm correct. <laughs> I think so everyone in 2010 correct. figured out everything by this episode. Everyone knew that it was A. They didn't know who A was, but it's heavily implied. Oh, I thought the there was A. This was a. Yeah. a for anonymous, right? Correct. But or AJ seems to think that it's Toby Cavanaugh. <laughs> I think the glove person is. You okay? What? Very it's much like so. Body type being very different from Toby Cavanaugh. I haven't seen a body oh. type. I've seen a hand. Have like we it, seen them stand up? Not to my knowledge. Uh, Maybe they were like shuffling around at the end of this episode, but I don't think you could see the full body. Also, even still, like Toby's they could probably so put, tall. Like, like I feel like Toby's tall. Is, is this tall slander I'm about to hear, Jay? He's just very <laughs> tall and slender, and I feel like that's not the impression I got from what we've seen of this person in black. Well, I well, good thing I don't think. Well, I think good Tobias is the person in black. Think, correct. I do think. I think on a um daily, and it hurts. Um, but well, Tobias is trying to just escape this show, escape this town, live a happy life. But he got to make sure things are done before he goes. So Tobias is obviously the person in the gloves. He's trying to clean stuff up. But do you think that Toby is A? No. So who is A? I think Maya is A. I have oh, a theory based on this last episode. All right, but we'll get to that at the end. Okay, don't forget. Um, yeah, this is all based on last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, so it, don't you forget about me, bit. like the Bella said. I might okay. <laughs> elaborate. Why is Maya A? So I think um, A is a person who knows a lot about these girls. Correct. Like the A is yeah. A is very invested in um, these people. But guess what? A didn't come around until Maya started coming around town. The moment Maya arrived, these A notes and messages started popping off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, where did Maya come from? What is Maya's backstory? I don't know. All I know is she has a quote-unquote crush on Emily. And I think that Maya and Allison might have been pen pals. And Allison was like, Maya, you won't believe the drama this week. And Maya told, no, and Allison told Maya, everything and then allison died and i was like hold up foul play i'm moving to this town and going to f with the people that killed uh, my friend and so i think maya is a screwing with them mentally emotionally and physically um manipulating and upsetting them and i think this is all out of revenge for the death of maya's good friend allison fascinating i love the timeline did y'all ever have have... no what (laughs) Did y'all ever have pen pals? No, but I always wanted one. And okay, I always wanted I people to send me letters at camp, but no one ever sent me letters except my mom. Shout out to my mom, who also sent me Oreos. I think Caitlin sent me a letter when I was a camp counselor. But um, so uh, uh, if you want to listen to a story about pen pals, uh, in Scooby-Doo Monster of Mexico podcast, uh, Jacob said that he had a pen pal in Korea in fourth grade, Ooh. and then all of a sudden the Korean pen pal stopped responding, and Jacob got sad. Did you, is that the whole story? Yeah, well, that's the short version. You can listen to his explanation from his words. 
Um, that's actually that's a really great. fun podcast. I highly recommend Monster of Mexico Scooby Doo podcast. We were on fire that episode, if I do say so myself. We will do plugs at the end. <laughs> <laughs> This is my podcast network. I say my plugs whenever I choose. To order, say my order in the court. Order in the court. AJ. Yes. Who killed Allison De Laurentiis if she is dead? I think Allison is definitely dead, but we have to keep Hannah's speculation that Allison might not be dead alive, out of respect for Hannah. But I personally believe she might Allison not be is dead, dead alive. Um, uh, I think she might be dead alive. Can I? What does can that I mean? Tell you something? That she might be dead alive. Like you're dead, but your spirit is still haunting. Like a ghost? Uh, a ghost. <laughs> no, no, not a ghost. Dead alive. That's two different things. Wait, um I, no, so, no, no, no. Like I'm I'm being honest here. I need an explanation. Correct. A I dead alive like and a ghost are two different things. Like a ghost is a spirit that has um decided to stay on this planet and to maybe torment um some of the people that are still on here. Dead alive is a person who died and passed, but their spirit is still haunting the people that's there. Okay, so it's like someone's memory lives on for example yeah. for emily and it's this person's memory is haunting emily yes. but the person is dead they are not they are not even controlling the hauntings themselves it's correct just emily correct. has unfinished business of her own in her head correct correct okay see we can be on the same i'm glad we made it we made it <laughs> i love we that we are back <laughs> in the same plane we are so. back in business <laughs> baby yes so yes who, so based on if she's dead alive or just dead who killed allison so at the end of last week's um episode there was like a whole like tribute to um allison and there was a strange man named ian who just rode up out of nowhere and i'm over here like we know what is we know it's melissa's former boyfriend correct correct and i'm like what is ian doing here and if we know thing one thing about melissa's boyfriend it's that Swiss is going to try to get with them. And so what? I, <laughs> that is one thing we know. That is one or thing we know. he's going to try to get with Spencer. Correct, correct. So what I believe happened was Allison's death was a straight up pure accident. It was a straight up mistake. Because remember, in the first episode, when all the girls awake, there are two people missing. Allison and Spencer. Mm-hmm. Where is Spencer? We don't even know. But Spencer Probably comes back in and be, I think she was making out with Ian. I think she was getting with Ian. Um, well, he wasn't in this episode. Um, okay, he was yeah. in the last episode. He showed up at um, the the, is he the white the boy with brown hair or black hair. He is another white boy with brown hair, yes. Hmm. Okay, and he's whiter than most of the white boys in this episode, except okay. maybe Ezra Fitz. Um, but I think um, Ian and Spencer was getting it, and Allison just stumbled upon them, and I was like. Oh my god, I should not have seen what I just saw. So Allison books it, and Ian's like, Uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't about to get arrested. So Ian books it, <laughs> and so Ian's trying to catch up to Allison for I don't know what reason. And Allison hits something or trips and falls. But the um, once contact has been made to the skull, um, she died, Allison died, and he was like, Oh crap, she died. This is not okay, I gotta hide the body. <laughs> so I think her death was a complete accident. <laughs> All and Spencer right. also knows about it because he was like, yo, go to your friends, act normal, pretend nothing happened. So Ian killed, no, Ian didn't kill. Ian's hide the body. Allison's death was an accident. Spencer knows about it. All right. That is my prediction from last episode. That was the end of last episode. And I love that because you know yes. who isn't in this episode at all? 
Ian. Ian. After that <laughs> big reveal last week where they're like, oh my god, Ian's here. Correct. Melissa's ex-boyfriend. <gasps> Melissa is Spencer's sister. Correct. Correct. Also, can we talk about my my observation of Spencer is that she looks like she's 28 in a school full of high schoolers. Like that. Oh actress. yeah, we talked about that in the we talked about that in the first episode where we were like yeah. all these all these actors are like old, Allison old, is old. a 13 year old girl. And like Allison girl is played yes, by like correct, a 13 year old. Correct. How I want to know like the legalities of the Emily stuff in this episode, like as an actor, like the was it like so a body double? I made the same thought. Well, and we'll I get don't... into it. We'll get into it. Don't okay. you worry. All right. Man. But is that everything that we have to recap? It's just wiggling his arms. So, uh, Alice's death was an accident. Maya's A. Tobias Kavanaugh is the man in gloves. Yes. I think so. All righty. So, this week's episode <laughs> is episode nine. It's called The Perfect Storm. Are y'all big storm people? Do you like when it rains? Oh, I love when it storms. In LA? Isn't that super rare? Yeah. Nice. I love a storm. (laughs) A storm is a good time. As long as I got to go out in the storm, a storm is a good time. Yeah. No, like, I mean, some of my favorite memories from elementary school were like storm days when we would watch. uh, I remember in fourth grade, it was pajama day. And then there was a giant storm. And then so we watched Robin Hood in fourth grade on a Friday. Beautiful memory. Um. So Can many. I tell you a memory of high school? That was um, fourth grade, sir. Well, well, it reminded me of something that happened in high school. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, we were having a tornado drill one day, right? It was like, oh, yeah, okay, you so, in Georgia, correct? And we was like, okay, so we went out in the hallway. Um, a fire breaks out in the school, so now we're in a legit fire um thing, not a drill, an actual thing. So we had to stop the tornado thing. We had to go out. And so then it was a tornado warning or a tornado, no, drill? It was a tornado drill. drill? It was a drill, okay. but an actual fire broke out. So we left the school and it broke out in the cafeteria. So we left the school. Legit, less than like two minutes later, there's an active shooter, um, like less than like three minutes away that's happening. And we're supposed to be on lockdown. And now the question is do we go into a building that's on fire or stay outside with an active shooter? It was an emotional mess. <laughs> you know, I had a similar situation happen. <laughs> At my middle school, which was also a high school, which was in a not great part of town, um, where there was a fire drill. Mm-hmm. And then um, this happened like probably every other week, but like police like shut down the perimeter of the school because there were, um, they were searching for somebody who was a suspect in a murder. <laughs> and separately there was an active shooter at a different element at an elementary school that was less than a mile from us so we were like what what do we do there's a suspect for a murder there's potentially an active shooter and there's a fire drill and like you live in rosewood and well <laughs> what one of the kicker what's the kicker? all of our classrooms for like for sixth grade were in trailers <laughs> Not huh? the trailers. Not the trailers. Not well, the Winnebago's. AJ knows he's been to school in the South. <laughs> Can't relate. No, I'm like no, but like if, if a school's growing faster, then they can renovate buildings or buy buildings. So they mm-hmm. can put trailers out back, mm-hmm. and that was happening with this school. And um, everyone was okay, but like I just remember like <laughs> like Wait, I would like to say like um the I think it was like the 
freshman year, um, we started, it was for my Latin class. It was out in a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. But we had to have class for the first couple of weeks outside, um, out there because it was moldy in there because um, it was out in the humid summer. And they was like, we can't have kids out here. So we got to do it. So for the first few weeks in class, we were just outside learning Latin. Yep. Sounds about right. Oh my sounds God. about right. Like yeah, so speaking of storms, which started this whole thing, um, there's a storm in Rosewood in the beginning. Yay! Of the um, <laughs> and so our main our main characters, Hannah, Spencer, Aria, Emily, and not Emily, are mm. all at Spencer's house studying for the SATs. Um, and they're going to be taking the SATs in 12 12- I used to be a tutor, yes. and let me tell you, if you are studying for the SATs 12 hours before you're taking them, and you're up at night cramming vocab words, you're not going to do well. You're not going to know those words that you're cramming. You either know your shit or you don't I 12 agree. hours before. Like, you don't need to be cramming. At that point in time, you got to let go and let God. Like, that's my full and wholehearted belief. Like, if you ain't prepared... You shouldn't be taking SATs. You need to like change the date or like should never did that stuff. But I know um, what's up. I want to ask SAT. So from my recollection, vocab wasn't like a big, big thing. Maybe it was just because I knew I did a lot of vocab like stuff throughout the years. For me, it was more of like I had to practice the reading and the math because there were always like hacks around the SATs for those questions. Whereas vocab is just kind of like a guess. So yeah, vocab is tip, is a smaller section. And also, but, AJ, but were more... you a different kind of SAT than Jay and I were? Because I know they changed it like a year or two after my year, like what so do from you the twenty four hundred to the sixteen hundred point value or something. No, they changed that my like a year before I took it. Because mm, I took and it, and I, I... It. they might have changed it again. But it's been through a lot of changes over the years. The essay um, standardized test uh, yes. ha- uh, are racist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we've been new. Okay. Uh, I want to say it was the same, Felipe. But I could be incorrect. It, it's, it's been on forever <laughs> since I took it. Abolish yeah. standardized testing. Agreed. Um, but... The vocab also comes in handy, and it comes in handy with the reading section because those words could still be in the reading section, and it's basically reading comprehension. And if you don't know those words, you might not know if it's like a serious story or comedy. The best way to study Quizlet. Mm. I will speak well about Quizlet for the rest of my life. Got me through many tests in college. I I legit um, didn't know how to study, so I was like, you know, I'm letting go, letting God. <laughs> you pulled you pulled the Emily. You didn't show up to the study session. Correct. I did not still show up. I was um, like, I no, have other things to do. Let's be real. <laughs> Hannah is barely at the law study school? session too. Not yet, but you know. <laughs> Again, I think letting go and letting God is like as a really Chappelle, good strategy. As Chappelle said, you know when you go to the mall when the mall is open but nobody's shopping there? <laughs> that's AJ. <laughs> what do you Wait, mean? that's my that's my job. Shopping at a mall? Why are you shopping at a mall, Jay? <laughs> Um, because I want to be like Hannah, who is e- who uh, is eating garlic bread, and I want Spencer... garlic bread now. Well, Spencer made a really rude comment. She's like, "Why are you still eating that? Like, you should throw that away." And Hannah, like, she does not miss a beat. She never does. And she says, "Well, then I'd have to eat it over the garbage." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, not. And then they. Is Hannah and then Anthony? Like, 
Essentially. Um, my cat, Santony, for those who don't know, um, likes to sleep in the garbage, especially during storms. And I think it's because she, she was found outside in the storm. So it's her comfort is to like be in a dumpster or garbage area when it's rainy and nasty out, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, good on her. But then Hannah starts asking uh, Aria about Noel. Um, and Aria's like, I like him as a friend but i'm not interested in him otherwise which mm-hmm. we know why and um then she's like oh and what about alex spencer and spencer's like not right now because her mom comes in and and spencer who was just like throw away the garlic bread hannah you don't need to eat garlic bread offers that same garlic bread right to her mom so my assumption for someone who hadn't watched the show was that the pasta yes. was moldy for whatever reason. And that's why she was like, why are you eating that nastiness? No, uh, I, think, I think it was just like leftovers or something. And okay. like, so it was like more like body image sort of thing or no? Well, I think it's like, why, like, like you, like you don't need to stress eat. Like you're stress eating right now. Like we'll pause. But- Hannah was not stressing over nothing. I know. <laughs> Hannah was Hannah's like, eating. I could not care less. <laughs> Hannah was like, I'm just here for the free garlic bread. But I also yeah. wonder if there's an implication here in mm-hmm. Hannah that she is not going to take any leftovers for granted. Because if you look at her fridge later, when her mom is opening the fridge later, like there's a bottle of wine in there and that's like it. Well, I, I think um, Hannah has something that Spencer never heard of, and that's called humility. So, yeah, th- it's good bread. <laughs> like, honestly, bread is bread. I don't care how long it's been out. <laughs> like, you know how many times I put garlic bread in the fridge and then ate it like two days later? Well, good bread. listen, bread is Spencer, delicious. Spencer cares about her friend's health, but she doesn't care about her mom's. Onions, garlic. Well, bread. well <laughs> we learned, we've been new that um, Spencer's parents do not like Spencer. So, I think it's just reciprocated. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that Spencer's dad doesn't like Spencer, and Spencer's mom is just really busy. <laughs> they both went to New York without her. <laughs> Listen, if someone offers me a free trip to New York, I'm going to go too. And screw my daughter, because you know I don't have a daughter for that reason. Uh, oh, so you can go to New York whenever you want. I didn't say that. Oh, I'm not rich. Mm, I feel like you need your own special mom level, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Like, give me a high-paying job. I'm happy to go to New York whenever. I don't know who you're talking to. I ain't got no money. Yeah, (gasps) why are you asking two broke boys? Like, we've been broke boys. (laughs) It's rough out here being a broke boy who likes extravagant things. So, while they're studying... I don't even ask for that nice of things. I just want things. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's exactly (laughs) the thing. Like, it seems extravagant to me because I'm broke. (laughs) Like the Shirley Temple box set? Sounds divine <laughs> and extravagant to me. <laughs> Remember time. when I said it was like nineteen dollars? I was like, I ain't got the money for that. Yeah, there was. A, there was get a it for time you when AJ told me we better keep this podcast on two hours every week. Well, I don't have a lot of notes for this episode, so I feel like I can get some rest sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I have Anyways, five pages Jay. of notes. You have five? Oh, I have zero because I came in as the guest, so I'm like, what? I'm gonna take this vacation podcast. And, and your guests, please take and, notes. And Jay, I think there's a reason why you're the host and I'm the co-host. <laughs> so where's Emily in all of this? I'm um, living her best life? Question mark? I don't think so because oh. she comes home in tears, not to Spencer's house, to her house. It she is 
soaking wet. Her shoes are dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, she's looks like, ma'am. like she's been outside in the rain, and she is crying and trying to hide something under her bed. And she gets I know she, she's a Latina, right? Uh, yes. Okay, I know the story is not believable because her mom would have yelled at her for bringing those shoes inside. The house. Her mom is probably asleep. Okay, but she should know better. She grew up in a Latina household. She should know better than to walk around with the muddy shoes in the house. Yeah, but she lives in Rosewood. It's white, white. She's Filipina. Oh. I mean, they have a big <laughs> Latin com- community in the Philippines. So. Um, so but she also, gets a text but also, about... Like, what did you think? Life. Well, I can't ask Jay that question. Jay's already seen the episode. Also, the she's before. still in a woman of color household. I feel like that's <gasps> very... Like, yeah, but have you yes, heard yes, about yes, yes, her yes, mom? Yes. And, and I would have, I defended her many times about there are some white choices that are made. I was like, this will never happen in a person of color household. Yeah. <laughs> um, as another person of color, hi, how you yeah. doing? <laughs> Wait, AJ, you're a person of color. No, I know it was so shocking. Felipe, <laughs> you can say black. I was trying to bond with AJ because I am not black, so I was like, we need to be together as people of color. But I can't be like we can't have to. I just wanted to enter the people. conversation. Jay is like, I am on a schedule. <laughs> Y'all are Jay going is like, so I much. got things to do. I got cats to feed. Perhaps I do. <laughs> okay, what happened? I got Survivor day? to rewatch. No, not this week. <laughs> um, but Emily gets a text from A. Yes. And it says, "There's only so much you can bury, Emily. You're not done with me. Ne- You're not done with me yet." And then uh, we get to our beautiful theme song, Felipe. Go ahead. This is your one shot. Got a secret? Can you keep it? Got a locket in your pocket, and you wanna do a thing? La la la, you better know you're la 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 la. Guys, you can't keep a secret if one of them is dead. Please make that our outro from now on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Do you know your own outro? Yes. It's, it's a theme song. I, Wait, I didn't concert. know this is a Glee episode that you brought me on because they're singing. There's a guitar moment. Like, this felt like Glee. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll get to my opinions of that scene when we get there. <laughs> oh, me too. Um, so, <laughs> you fade back into the show. Do you want another rendition? No. I can go on. No, okay. I think Jay just got on us like legit five minutes ago about having things to do. <laughs> Please, it I was one minute ago. I don't even have things ago. to do. I just want this to be a co- like a coherent podcast. Understood. Okay, listen. Uh, people at this point have listened to the Marvel podcast we did. We lost the plot at Hawkeye. And Spider-Man, there was no plot. I don't know if so. we have the same audience. You never know. <laughs> we could. <laughs> Everyone should listen to every podcast that any of us are on. Exactly, you right? You can skip Please. some of mine. <laughs> no, those are the ones you can't skip. Because AJ is gold on every I podcast. I will never forget when AJ said, listen, if you're trying to go to Canada for free healthcare, you're going to the wrong <laughs> place. But if you're looking for an assault rifle, maybe you're going to the great country of the USA. I'll never forget when AJ said, hey, Iceland Air, sponsor us. I feel like you said that, and I said, I will happily go to New Zealand. 
I will go to New Zealand out of spite. We were trying to get the plug Lisa Because Jay doesn't want to visit Lisa, and you heard that here first. That's not true. I didn't say that. Who's Lisa? Well, you want to go to Iceland and not New Zealand. Yes, because that's relevant to this show. I feel lost. And New Zealand isn't? Yeah. How do so you after the, so okay, after anyway. the theme song, we go into the hallway of the high school. You want to go, Jay? <laughs> yes. And Spencer's mom has dropped them all off. And Spencer wants her mom to just stay in the car, but she doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And she goes in to ask about whether the SAT is still happening because the storm has just gotten worse. Can I, um, can I say something? So, I also want to say important. something. You go first, Felipe. The, most, the best character in this episode was the principal. And she deserves the world. I don't know if she's a recurring character, but she is the star of the show. Ooh, strong and... disagree. I also disagree strongly, Felipe. Has she been in other episodes? No, not yet. But AJ, she's... Who's, who's your favorite character this episode? Um, we'll get we'll get to that person when we are introduced to them. She kept oh. those students safe. They went to the locker room and said, "Stop, drop, and roll, duck, and cover whatever the storm at a pit is." I would have been like, "Go home. This this test ain't happening." Like, listen, I can well, tell we you that. We can't right leave now. in the middle of a tornado warning. Well, this well, they weren't in a tornado warning yet. Not yet. They should have canceled it to begin with. But this is Correct. gross. So they're not doing that. But my thing I want to say is before um Spencer's mom came in, there was <laughs> there's a scene where Alex walked in with I assume was his friends, and this is this is only going to like make no sense and just maybe might be me derailing it. But one of the guys was like Sammy Adabaugh, who plays Raheem in Sex Education. Oh, hey, he was here. And I Googled it, and I was like, no, he would have been too young. So that's not him, but that was my first thought. Oh, okay. I was like, yes. oh, my God. Did you Raheem stand if you didn't listen to our sex education? Oh, Raheem was one of my favorite. Oh, I love Raheem. The man threw a dookie at the window. And I stand by his decision. All right. So um, Alex comes in, and he is, you know, giving a little kiss to his, his, uh, his girl Spencer. But then, of course, Mrs. Hastings... Spencer's mom comes up, and there's an awkward interaction between Alex and Spencer's mom, where it's clear that they know each other, but they're trying to act like they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And um, the first thing that entered my head is this better not be another Arya, Mr. uh, Mr. Fitz situation. Oh, that was not my first thing I thought. Listen, the show's already been there, so it wasn't like it was going to go somewhere new. Well, I would like to rewind a few episodes where Melissa got intercepted in this boy's hand. Head. The only per- reason my sister is with you is because she wants to make um our, her parents upset with her because she's dating a poor guy or a guy who works at the country club, whatever. And this is his first time meeting a parent. That thought is probably still in the back of his head. That's my thought. That's, yeah, that was, actually, that was probably my first thought, but then as it went (laughs) forward, and I was like, oh, yeah, remember Ezra? (laughs) Then I was like, hmm, this better not be it. And then I remembered Mm. that Miss Hastings and all the moms I love too much, and I would have not stand them if that had happened. You you gotta have more faith in people, just because there's a couple bad eggs. Don't mean they're all bad eggs. That's true, but she is, she did give birth to both Melissa and Spencer. And she did a good job of one of them. Did she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Melissa's a little. Ah, listen, I'm all in on Melissa. <laughs> You're that. I stand by Millie it. H. Up, up until H. Melissa does something wrong, I stand by Melissa. Want to know someone else you stand by? Um, is it Officer Jake? Wilden? It is oh. Detective Wilden. That was my second guess. He needs to be has... in the nuts. I'm sorry. Felipe has, down, go punch has him demoted too. him from detective to officer. 
Yo, okay, wait, wait, wait. Going My back question to is... things for a second, she also won this episode at the end, so never mind. Sorry, Principal. Um, Principal, what's your name? I don't know. But... I don't think we get her name. Mm. Anyways, uh, Mrs. Hastings wins the episode. I changed my mind. Uh, also, Detective Logan well. needs Will Smith to go hit him in the face. Mm, my question is, why is he here? Th- that's my question. Because he likes man? being around young women who are minors. So, oh, wait, no, that's Fitz. Sorry. We don't, we don't know. Someone else. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily untrue because, like, remember, one of my theories was that he was he was um getting it with Allison. That was my one of my earlier theories. And so here's here's the thing. I've gone through a lot of theories. Detective Wilson <laughs> does explain why he's there. Last night, the memorial, which is outside of the school, was the Allison Vandalized. Memorial was smashed. So 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 you know what you should do, Jay? Be investigating the memorial. <laughs> well, I think because there's a tornado outside, he's trying to. Int- he is taking it upon himself to be around all of the suspects that it could be. While they're preparing for that to, to be outside the SAT, tornado and get swept away. I agree. But like he can wait until after they take the SAT, but instead he decides to tell the girls in front of Mrs. Hastings, oh yeah, your best friend's memorial that all of you created, it got destroyed. And Toby, uh, he probably did it. And his car was and he tells Emily, Toby's car was seen just out of town, so he's He's still he's still around. He's not gone yet. And if Toby is so dangerous, why aren't the police offering Emily protection? I feel like he learned nothing from Jason. <laughs> like his interactions with Jason meant nothing to this man because <laughs> this can man I... does obviously do not know how to do his job. Can... Oh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if subject... someone was going to get him straight, Jason would have gotten him straight. Yeah, Felipe, what's up? On that subject, um, if I were in his position, which I would never be because a cab, um, I would not want these children sticking around Rosewood, and if they fail the SATs, they might be there forever. I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this for the rest of my life with these individuals. Maybe I'll, like, let it be a cold case and come back to it in 15 years. That's fine. But I would, like, let them take their SATs in peace so then you never have to see them again in, like, two years. Well, he already got with Hannah's bomb and was walking around their house with only a towel. Yeah. yeah, I did not watch that episode. I listened about it. <laughs> but, um... but like, if Toby is so dangerous, why are they interrogating Emily so hard, the police, and why are they not offering her protection, especially after supposedly Toby sent her to the hospital? My response is stop it with the Tobias Kavanaugh slander. I'm right, sick and I'm tired saying, of like, this. But the police's priorities aren't even in the right place. I think. The, not that they ever are. I was so excited to meet Toby Kavanaugh. I'm and sorry. I was like, <laughs> did I at least meet Asher Adams? Is he no. in this episode? No. No, okay. no that's Aria's <laughs> brother, Mike. Um, oh, I so met Lucas. Girls, the girls keep mm. talking about yeah. Toby, and Hannah's like, <laughs> is he even alive? And Spencer says, uh, she mentions that uh, she hears more from Allie dead than she did when she was alive. And what did it mean when A was so happy to have Toby out of the picture? Does that mean that Toby is actually on their side? He's a good guy. Um, do they trust A? And that's when Emily meets up with her friends again. Um, and she's like, yeah, I would. I went to early last night. Um, I went to bed early last night. So that's why I wasn't at, like studying for the SATs with y'all. What sport did she play again? Because she said I had practice. In the she, night. She, yeah, she's a swimmer. Yes, oh, queen. 
<laughs> I was a swimmer. I was a swimmer. Ooh, what Ooh. was your favorite stroke? I was a breaststroke. That was like where I like they would put me in, especially in like the medley relays. That's where nice. they had me. Um, I also did backstroke. Uh, I did. I hated butterfly, but everything else I oh, like was. I, I yeah. Um, I was one of the best uh, in the state of Massachusetts for the ten-year-old boys at one point in time. So hell yeah. Uh, and then I stopped caring around seventh grade. And like, if like, this is the thing: three mm-hmm. days a week practices. I just wasn't about that life. If I had Ooh, cared more, I, I would have been about that life. Like, yeah. Oh, really in the dry. winter? No, in the winter, it's inside. But then, like, your skin gets so, like, uh, dry from the chlorine. And I already had OCD, so my skin was dry enough mm-hmm. from all the hand washing. So, yeah. That, so, like, but also, I just, like, stopped caring about, like, practicing in general. I was like, why? I would rather be at home watching DCOMs. <laughs> um, and look like, at you now. Would... Now you have a podcast. Yes. It's not... No, I remember one time uh, I was in the middle of Spy Kids 2. And... I then I had to go for practice. I was so annoyed, and I have never seen the ending of that movie, and I'm so upset. So, oh, Spy I don't Kids think you're too? missing much. Spy Kids too. Well, no, uh, the Spy Kids movies were busting. Spy Kids three game over. Ooh, amazing, amazing yes, cinema. Yes, I agree. I agree. Cool type. When Spy Kids three came out, it was 3D, right? Yeah. Probably. Okay, I had game a game over. I had a migraine and my parents made me go to the movie, and then I had to walk out like five minutes in because I like was barfing because I had a migraine and my parents like wouldn't let me live it down but I was like physically ill <laughs> and I'm like I told you I was ill don't waste your money Did and then you watch Spy Kids 4 no no uh I don't know why Daryl Sabara comes up a lot on the Phineas and Ferb podcast but we talk about him and Megan's trainer quite a bit oh what a oh right yeah. Right or right. Junie. Well, well, I think Will was the one who brought up the fact that they have like toilets right next to each other. In well, their they're bathroom. like married, so, aren't they? No, but they like go together at the same time and hold hands or something. I don't know. They poop at the same time? <laughs> That's the choice. Listen, <laughs> Vinny has decided that he needs to use the litter box every time that I go to the bathroom. But he doesn't always have to pee. But like, it's kind of oh, like he told me this that he's like straining himself at times. Yeah, so like, it's nice to have company, but like, I worry about him sometimes. It's not a choice because if I close the door, he'll sit and scream. So, mm. anyway, uh, Emily goes and talks to the girls, um, and then um, Aria looks out the window and she sees surprise her mom's there (gasps) not ella yeah ella what is ella doing here there's a storm going on why are there multiple parents here you know what a valid question felipe (laughs) i think Anna's mom was the only one out there or and emily's mom you didn't see emily's mom mom, she was asleep still i like the storm also i found out in the show Hannah What's is up? not with an H at the end. I thought it was Hannah, Correct. like, uh, like the palindrome. Oh, I have no, a story there's... about that. Should I because tell I was watching or... on Jay's account with closed captions. Um, should I tell my Hannah story now, or should I? Of course. I think I've already told it. Felipe, you need to be more careful what you <laughs> say on the podcast. Why? <laughs> hey, did you know the story? Have I told you? No. Oh. Hey, wait, what did I say? I'm not going to bring it back up. I'm, I'm going to keep you clean. Felipe, I want to keep you clean. 
Jay, tell your story. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Jay, tell your story. I said tell your story. <laughs> Put it in the chat. Okay. No. So I used no. to work at a summer camp, and um, there was a girl who spelled her name H-A-N-N-A, like Hannah on Pretty Little Liars. And it was like the third day of camp, so everyone was wearing name tags. And I said, oh, Hannah. And I'm trying to relate to this 16-year-old girl as a camp counselor because that's my job. And I said, you know, I've never really seen it spelled that way except for on Pretty Little Liars. Um, and I love that spelling, just trying to be nice to the 16-year-old because it's my job. And the girl goes and tells my boss that I her pretty, which he found creepy, and that I also called her a pathological liar and that I was trying to get everyone in her age group to hate her. So Hannah from camp, if you're listening, you are a little liar and you're not so pretty. Not so pretty? The disrespect. She was 16. If I found her pretty, it would be a little creepy, don't you think? Well, you don't have I'm to not here to be as you don't need to tell her that she's not pretty. Like, don't like these sixteen-year-olds are already already insecure the about their bodies and that stuff like that. That girl's in her twenties now. She is not pretty on the inside. I'm going to tell you that. She tried to get me fired third day at camp because I said, "Oh, I like the way you spell your name." <laughs> uh, anyway, Ella is there to be a proctor for the SAT um, mm-hmm. because people called out sick. AJ, you want to tell me about the conversation between Arya and her mom? I actively don't. I, you, okay. you know, I actively hate everything that Arya says and do. And this um conversation is like no oh. different. Like honestly, Arya's mom, Ella, is like genuinely such a nice and saint and beautiful person. And she was like, "Listen, I got to set my boundary and I have to move out for my own personal sake." But now, um, Arya's ass want to have an attitude and stuff about like not even seeing her mother. It's not okay. like she like was bad to her or emotionally manipulated. She was like, "I am in a toxic environment. I need to get out." Which everyone, if you're in a toxic environment, get the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> Because so, you do not need to be in it. But you want to be disrespectful to your mom because she was in a bad relationship? Because she decided to get out of a bad relationship, a toxic home life, where a man manipulated her, straight up gaslit her for over a year, and then used you to, like, keep up a lie? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, she, she didn't even ask for much. She was like, I would like a dinner once in a while. I thought you didn't want to talk about Arya and her mom. How you doing? Listen, AJ had a lot to say about Justin Russo's first girlfriend. <laughs> Arya was um, Justin Russo's girlfriend. Lucy Hale played Justin Russo's oh, girlfriend. Interesting. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I was like, Arya, maybe you should be taking some pointers from your mom and get out of toxic relationships that aren't good for you. Can we say what happened first? Oh sure, yeah. Don't say what happened. So you cued me up and I went and I ran. I was like, I was gonna tell you that I was gonna. Oh, she's like, I took a new job. I'm gonna be teaching at the school. Substitute teaching substitute teaching and Arya's like what the fuck mom you didn't tell me and she's like well I would have if you came to dinner on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday but you kept canceling and Arya's like I don't want to talk to you because you moved out and it's not fair to me don't you think about how I feel and her mom's like yeah and I also think about how I feel so anyway thoughts Felipe (laughs) uh I was just like kind of like Arya What's going on? Because I didn't remember the tension between their parents. Uh, I don't remember whose mom is who when you're talking about it on the podcast often. So, so um, 
And so um, now I remember that this is like the one where, and then also her dad is getting married to Arya lookalike. No, right? no, that's the one. No, that's Hannah's um parents. Arya, okay. Arya's um dad uh had Byron. cheated on his had cheated on Ella um the mom oh, with another Byron woman. Oh, is the one with Hannah's mom in this episode. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And they weren't the ones that moved to Iceland so that way he oh, can hide up there. Oh, and Mike is the lacrosse player. Okay, I was mm-hmm. like, Mike's some random boy in this town that like. No, Byron. Ashley Adams is his, her little brother. Yes. Um. Okay. Byron looks like he uh, is crusty, so. Most people named Byron are. Um, shout well, out to Byron. I, I think I have actively been on this podcast, like, saying, like, by, besides the fact that um he was um unfaithful, he's been a pretty good person. <laughs> yeah, and but I he still looks crusty. <laughs> Wait, so, but then he cheated on her and is still with the other woman but now he's flirting no. with Hannah. No, he's Mom. not with the other woman at all. Okay. And then they and went I, to Iceland, right? No, that was Spencer's yeah. No. Yeah. But yes. I don't okay. think he's flirting yes. with Hannah's mom, but we'll get there. Um well, so, anyways, Justice for Ella, is that her name? Justice yeah, for Justice Ella. Justice for Ella. So <laughs> we're going to get there right now. So Byron <laughs> Okay. Byron Montgomery, Arya's dad, gives Ashley Marin, Hannah's mom, a call and he's like I live across the street ish and our power went out. Um, can I use your fax machine? And I'm like, what fucking year is it? But then again, I had to fax a form to the government literally last week oh. because they only use fax machines or snail mail. So, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, and she's like, sure, come on over. Um, and he's like, great. Can I also use your toaster? And she's like, yeah, bring your own bread and also your own jam. Um, because she doesn't have any. All she has in the fridge is wine, and honestly, that's a mood. Oh, I love the energy so much. It's like, keep it up, but also, I'm sorry, you're eating bread. That is... Wait, pause. I know we just praised bread, like, not that long ago. I but you're not great. You're not... for bread. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll come for your your ass uh, just eating, like, a toast. Like, that's all you got. I will go <laughs> to the fridge and get a piece of bread out. Jenny, you are not a grown-ass man living in, like, a two-story house with um, um children to feed. <laughs> and you're telling me all you got around to feed your children is bread. Some no, cheese. but, like, Damn their bread. power's out. He can't cook anything oh. else. He, he just wanted toast. It's, it's, it's not like he was one of the grilled cheese. The toast is not working. Duh, the power's out. Of course the toaster's not working. Like, that makes work a, a Brazilian thing, or do other people do this too? Like, toast with, like, butter, and then you put a little sprinkles of sugar. In, in my family, we call that tubby yeah. toast. Mm, like, the see, Teletubbies. Think... Yeah, guess... yeah, we just call that cinnamon toast. <laughs> I guess I'm weird for not eating toast. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you are weird. I don't know. It depends um, on the toast. Like, yeah, and so... Byron goes over and they sort of bond over like being single parent, like somewhat single parents because Byron and Ella are separated. And I think Ashley literally just wants someone to share her experience with. And Byron is like so flustered because he's like, I've never had to do anything in my life because Ella does everything for me. Like when it comes to like organization and like, there's a lot there with weaponizing competence, but I also think that like this man, it, I feel like he's so lost because he doesn't know where to start with anything. And like, I don't think he was flirting with Ashley. I think he legitimately was like, I see you as a, fr- as a friend and someone I can lean on in this really difficult time for me that I'm the problem that I dug and made for myself. 
Um, and I'm going, and I, I need, I need a friend right now. I need some help right now. And this is an opportunity for me to get that help and have a friend. And Ashley's like, yeah, I would love to have a friend. I haven't had a friend since uh, my husband left me. <laughs> but it's true. Well, okay. So that now it makes sense why Byron's like, you heard the rumors and stuff like that. Okay. That it clicked. That's yes, why you've got to watch the Felipe. No, that's why I just got to listen to more of your podcasts again after editing them and listening to them once again. I have to yeah. listen to them twice. Like, like honestly, Felipe, this episode, the show's a mess. Oh, uh-huh. it's cuckoo bananas, from what I understand. Not, not even cuckoo bananas. It's just so many people are so similar in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because it sounds about sounds about white. Any, any other thoughts arguments. on uh, Byron and Ashley? I actively did not care. Okay. Did I go <laughs> back at the end? Like he gets the facts somehow, and then like they're like, "Oh, never mind. Plans changed on Saturday. I I don't want to." We'll, we'll pause. We'll get there. We'll get oh, there. we have to. We can't just like squish that in right here. No, because I have opinions. Okay. Fine. <laughs> what did you say? Because I have opinions. I didn't hear the word opinion. <laughs> what did you hear? I, I have oh, that too. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Continue. So speaking of, uh, we're going back to school. Hannah and Lucas are talking about how Lucas was able to sell some of her things and Mona butts in and she's to- uh, Uh, Trigger warning, uh, just like- Slurs in general. Yeah, slurs in general, yep. Uh, Homophobia, transphobia. Mona, who was previously her queer icon, not that she's queer, but she was like, can I be gay for you? No, and I, like, so oh, I was it. like, AJ stands Mona. She has to be great. And then I watched this episode, and I knew AJ's like stance on Mona has changed over the last couple of weeks. But I was like, oh, we I like, like old Mona. Yeah, Mona before she became popular. Yeah, so she comes in and she pause says, even when she started being popular at the beginning. But this all changed when we had small. We had her in such small doses that we didn't see how she was acting. No, us. you know what? Pause before Lucas, and <laughs> you know how I feel about Lucas. How do you feel about Lucas? I don't like Lucas. You said he's going to be dead by the end of the season, and I hope I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's wrong? What's wrong? So I said what I said. I made my Mona statement. decides to butt in and. Uh, Makes fun of Lucas and calls him slurs, referring to him as a hermaphrodite, mm. um, which is not an outdated term at that time because I think people were still referring to Lady Gaga as a hermaphrodite, even though that's not true um, in 2010. But it was like pretty much an outdated term, but like people still use it as a slur. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she also was like, I'm not going to sign in. They know I'm here. Okay, Mona, like don't sign in. Don't take your SAT. That's your fault. But it turns out that a uh, Mona bot. Wait, but, but but Jay, here's the thing, right? Like, I, like, the, like I remember earlier in the um series, I Mona just show up late to class and be like, "Yeah, I'm here." So what? And I was yeah, like, "Here for it." Character. And I was here for it. But now that we've seen the new Mona, I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm not here for this." What you mean? Well, also, like, <laughs> if you're late to English class on a Tuesday, who gives a shit? But, like, if you're late to the SAT, There is a freaking storm! And it's the Everyone's SATs. late to the SATs. Like, Alex said only eight kids from the school showed up. Okay, but not showing up is different than, like... Like, if you don't show up, you can still take it another time. It's not like the LSAT, where, like, they take your first score. Don't try to take out. He's already stressed about that exam. They don't take your first score with LSAT. Yeah, they do. That was it? No. Yeah, a lot of schools will only take they'll only take your first score. Mm, no. 
No, that's true. No. Okay. You know what? Okay, Jay. Okay, Jay. Wait, wait. All the schools my friends applied to, they only took their first score, and a couple of them allowed them to submit a second score. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I was like, AJ, I have friends in law school. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) They stressed so much for months. They're like, if I don't pass it this first time, then I'm never going to get into law school. And I'm I'm like, why? And they're like, because it's not like the SAT. You You have to take, like, you have to do well in your first time. And if you take it a second time, you have to do well within your first two tries. Sure. Are you going to tell Like, if I'm wrong, tell me. <laughs> like, I said no, and you didn't bite. So I was but like, like no, I'll drop it. <laughs> but, like, I heard this from, like, 10 different people. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be up all night Googling this. Maybe it was a thing that happened, like, 10 years ago when those people were, like, applying. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yes. Where were we at? Where were we? <laughs> Mona walking into the classroom being brew to Lucas for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, I had to ask y'all in the text chat, be like, is Lucas actually intersex or is uh, Mona just an asshole? And you were like, no, she's just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, M- Mona was like, um, what is pop- what is the popular thing being very disrespectful and hateful to Lucas is a thing, and I don't want to be hateful and disrespectful, so I'll be hateful and disrespectful. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out that uh, Mona bought Hannah's bag. So, <gasps> yeah. Lucas, why Hannah's selling her stuff? Because her mom mm-hmm. said that like they don't have money anymore. Correct. Because okay. rich daddy Hannah left. I forgot his name. What's his name? I don't. He's getting married. Who cares? No, no one cares about that man. I'm gonna call him Dennis. I, I actively do not want to call him. Is Dennis. Katie her sister-in-law or not sister-in-law? Stepsister will Step-sister? be her stepsister. Yes. Okay, I remember her name. How do you remember skiing. Katie? Because she likes to go skiing. Do you like to go skiing? No, I'm I'm not that white. Um, but uh, I have gone skiing. I'm not I almost that died on the moguls. Um. <laughs> I almost died on the moguls. Uh, mm-hmm. So in the seventh and eighth grade, we had ski trips up to Maine, uh, like weekend trips. And the seventh grade year, I was like, okay, I did really well in the lessons. And then I was like, um, okay. And then the next year, I took one day of lessons. I was like, I'm confident. I can go on a blue. And then I took the gondola up because I wanted to do a big blue. And then I ended up on a double black diamond with moguls. And I, I almost died twice. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. Thank you. And I haven't gone skiing since. I'm not opposed to doing it. But um, it's a physical activity. Do you have to walk the cats? Is that a thing? Or is that just some white people nonsense that you don't do? Wait, what? You know, I've seen people walking their cats on the street. No, stop. Where Where, where is this coming from? Where is it? What is exercise like moving like you like Vinny and Tony do have harnesses, but it's mostly so that in the vet's office, they don't climb up onto like Okay. The cabinets and stuff. Um, and so that I can walking their cat the other day. I'm like, I thought that was just a dog thing. Well, I can also have them on my pa- on my um balcony um if I have them in a leash and a harness because I'm afraid that they're gonna go through the bars and like jump on try to jump on this, the, the neighbor's roof. And so I keep them on a harness and a leash for that just so that they don't hurt themselves. Um or like if I take them to the park with me, because one time I met a friend for a picnic and I wanted to bring Vinny. 
So Mona bought um, um, Hannah's purse and from the online store that Lucas was selling, and they know it's the knockoff from because eBay. of the whatever. Um, we don't <laughs> whatever. Online, she broke it at the she broke the Jolly Rancher at Jolly Rancher World or something, right? Jolly Roger. The... Whatever, Jay. I was like, there's a candy plate. I'll do some work there. <laughs> Well, like the but thing it's, is, like it's a wait, shooting range. It's a shooting range, <laughs> right? So, like, why do they have? Like, I've never heard of Jolly Roger before. <laughs> no, no, no. They mention it in yeah. the episode when um Hannah's oh, okay. dad came. They mentioned. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Hannah's dad yeah. was taking her to a restaurant. I was like, no, let's go to the shooting range. Okay, I remember this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, I gotta shoot someone. I'm mad. And it's like, girl, you just totaled a car. <laughs> I don't think we should give you a gun. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Um, I'm like, so, just just let Mona um have the bed. Like you don't have to snicker about it. <laughs> she just called Lucas slurs. Like, listen, two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> yeah, but That's let my... Lucas be like, hee hee, I know your bag's a fake. As again, you're talking to a broke boy. So like I don't find that like a haha. <laughs> That's not a hee hee. Well, if someone calls me a slur and then like they have a like a you got one over on them broken bag, like I'd be like you know what, good. Like, you think you're so fashionable. You have, like, a cheap, like, broken bag, like, and you don't even know that you bought it from your best friend. Like, you just called me a slur. Like, good. I hope that you, like, I hope that bag falls apart on you. That's the least that should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. I'm a big fan of taking the high road. <laughs> okay, well. No, you're, you're not, AJ. AJ is a pure bean. AJ, you love chaos. A dumbass heaven angel, like Tobias Kavanaugh. And 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 that's Felipe. That's not mutually exclusive. Those are mutually exclusive. Like no, I can no, be sometimes both. Sometimes you don't take the high road. Sometimes you like push people down the stairs. Metaphor. When I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> also, those people literally said, "AJ, please push me down the stairs." We can. I actually ask a question in the terms of the plot because yes. one of my favorite things to edit, or when I'm editing the podcast, is listening to Jay explain classic literary. Uh, stories to AJ, like To Kill a Mockingbird, and I've never read Great Expectations, so I know that's coming up, but can Jay explain it to the both of us? No, I cannot. Because I've read never it? read Great Expectations. Wasn't there like Pumplesock or something? Like, that was like one of the names of the characters? I think it's Pip. Pip, Pumplesock, and something. That was that was definitely a Pumplesock. Uh, but Emily gets a text from A that says you weren't the only one with great expectations check it out and the g and the e are uh capitalized meaning it's the book because they're in the library oh i thought it meant general education oh i didn't get it i didn't get a period (laughs) okay so emily goes to hit the stacks to find great expectations um and meanwhile and and uh well she's told to and Detective Wilden comes up and he starts asking the girls about where they were. And Emily is like, we were all studying at Spencer's. And Wilden's like, all of you? Because he knows some shit. And Ari is like, yeah, all of us. Um, Em's a liar and I love it. <laughs> Emily's my favorite of the four. I'm just going to be honest with you She's consistently not a good liar. Mm. Well, I think here's the number one thing. If you're going to bring other people into the lie with you, you can't just spring that on them. You can't well, just hope they're like, exactly have a chance to like, she didn't have a chance to like, like, yes, I get it. The detective should not be after school. We've been new this information, but since he's after school, you better get your story straight. Right, but like, <laughs> what, what's she like? 
I guess as soon as she saw him, she could have been like, hey, guys, just say I was with you last night. I yeah. Like, I visited the mem- like I went to Allie's memorial. Yeah. And I was really upset. Yeah. But like, she's not thinking about that. Um, so they're all like kind of well, awkward. And well, well, like, I get it, though. In that situation, like we all know that the morals been smashed and you don't want to put yourself at the scene of the crime. So why would you bring it up, period? Especially yeah. if you know you're innocent. You're like, this just makes me look bad, even though. So I get it. I don't agree with you, but I get it. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of like in like social strategy games, whenever someone's like, I'm innocent. I'm like, the more you tell me you're innocent, the less I'm going to believe you. Like the person screaming, like, I would, I would never betray you. I would never betray you. Like if they're not proving that with actions, Pause. I'm not going to believe remember, them. Remember when AJ got four out of the five, like bad people, right? In his mafia stint. On yeah. He's a RGC real Stephen Fishback. No, he's a real AJ Norris. Period. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't buy, um, the more you protest, like the more guilty you are, obviously. Because I've been, I've seen arguments or stuff like that where I'm like, I know this person's telling the truth, but like they're just being repetitive, and some people see that off. Like it's just how people like defend them. Yeah, there's I, think, I think there is validity totally, but... to like arguing, like if like if you are in the right and mm-hmm. you were like very defensive, I think there is validity that you could be in the right, and like people might have to believe you. Like I feel like I remember there was something that either Rob or Mike Bloom or Josh Booger said in Evolution, not 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 Mike Bloom, sorry, uh, Evolution Strategies, like the more adamant you are, that is more likely to be believed despite the fact that like you might be lying. So it, it, it just like more adamant and like getting more um, energetic about what you're saying and like. See, and I, I understand that. And yet I feel like, because I, I get more passionate when I'm like telling, defending myself, telling the truth, as opposed don't to. Don't get like, me wrong, yeah. same. But somehow, when I hear it in games like Secret H or yeah. Mafia, something in me is like, Mm-mm, "You're be, you're, like, you're too passionately defending it." And if there's another option, I'll probably vote for the other option to be the bad one. But if you're the like. If you're the only person that there could be sus on at that point in time, I'm gonna put sus on you because, like, if all you have is that you're innocent and you haven't proven it to me yet, like you're actually like if your voting is a little weird, but you're saying you're innocent, then like, I'm gonna believe your voting being weird over whatever you say. I, th- I think you just need to know the person. Like, I th- you need to know the personality, so you can't do right. But like, the more the more like Emily says, "I'm innocent. I'm innocent." The more it's like. Ooh, something's well, a little sketch. Well, my argument is in most things, I often vote weird because I'm like, you know what? Let me just see what happens if I do this. Right. And that's why I would never trust you in a game. You probably shouldn't. But I but I probably <laughs> would because I'm like, but I really like AJ. And if I'm going to lose, I want to lose to AJ. I often die early, so I really win. <laughs> in games for the listeners. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> yeah. So um, Emily heads over to find great expectations. Uh, while her friends are like, why is Emily being weird? Um, and we find, and she finds uh, a letter inside. And on the letter, we find out, remember, Emily used to live next door to Allie. Mm-hmm. 
now she lives next door to Maya. So same house. Okay. The addresses are on different streets. Oh. Um, the envelope uh, says that Allison's address is 895 Holly Place in Rosewood, Pennsylvania. And Emily's is 43 Serenity Lane in Rosewood, Pennsylvania. So I just thought that was weird. Like maybe maybe Allie's on a corner, but like I was just like, y'all really like didn't think this through. Like I don't understand the geography of Rosewood. I say they don't think most things through, but you know that's my personal. That's like the geography of the town doesn't make any sense. It's it's a small town. Sometimes it's a college town. (laughs) That's something I'm very good at. Like I remember in a writing class a couple years ago, there was this one uh, person who was writing this story about like this post-apocalyptic version of the world. And a lot of the people were confused about the layout, but I understood it very well. Like I drew a map and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like, this is where Brazil used to be. This is like, this is new Australia is actually like Guatemala or whatever. I don't remember the specifics, but so this would be my, like, I would be so annoying in the writer's room being like, no, this does not make sense. I'm very like detail oriented in that sense. Felipe, based on our podcast, I want you to create a map of Rosewood. Oh, no, thank you. That would be, I, I don't pay close enough attention on the uh, on the second passes. Like, on the edits, I do, but. That's fair. Um, I, I feel so, like oh, if you want that, you can find it online somewhere. You know yeah. what? I'll make that my homework. I thought your homework was to be uh, researching. Uh, That's also on my list. I have multiple tasks. Um, like, I got an assignment. And I'm not going to coffee off of Melissa. Got an assignment. Can you find it? <laughs> no, the cats ate it here. Uh, they probably would. So the letter is addressed three days before Allie's disappearance, which was November 1st, 2009. We know that because Toby has a tattoo of that date. Um, and I have a transcript of most of the letter if you'd like me to read it. Yes, please, because I was like, they did not freeze enough. And usually on these shows, they do like narration over like the letter. But thank you. I would appreciate it. Yeah. So in the scene, Emily's reading the letter. um, And then there's a little bit of a flashback. Um, So it says, Allie, you may not like to hear what I have to say, but I need to get something off my chest. You're not afraid of hurting me. So I wonder why I'm so afraid of hurting you. I am, but that's not enough of a reason to tell you how I feel, to not tell you how I feel. So here goes. Sometimes I feel close to you and then something changes, a look in your eyes, and I feel so stupid. It's like you can read every thought in my head and it's, and you find it all so hilarious. Like after we kissed, I thought it might happen again and you just laughed in my face, but it's not hilarious to me. Maybe you think a kiss is just a kiss and that I'm just practiced. But the way you act, it feels more like target practice. I don't know how you can go from kissing me one minute to hating me the next, except I'm starting to catch on. I'm starting to understand what it's like to, and then there's some words that you can't really read, and it says minute and hate, and you can't read it. So I'm assuming it says what it's like for you, what it's like to like me one minute and hate me the next is what I'm assuming. I'm not your blank, at least not blank. So that's the part of the letter that we get to see. Well, I understand why we didn't get a long chance to read it, because that spoils what happens later on in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, but I found it interesting that it, like, actually was relevant to the plot and oh. not just, like, a random letter. Because well, sometimes, um, 
sometimes I mean, but it has to be relevant because Wilton is like, mm-hmm. I saw I found this letter. So like, no, no, mm-hmm. the physical letter in the show. Oh, like, well, so the props department probably like did that. Like, right, but like then, was... but then the map of the town doesn't make sense, you know? Like it's just. Oh like... yeah, but that's a different department. That's like the writers that don't know how to create the town. The props department, they like have everything. They're on their shit. Yeah. Well, one thing deals with the plot of this specific episode. Another thing is like, you know, I guess world building that they don't really do on the show. Can I just tell you, quick yeah. aside, if I had to be trapped in a school during a storm, I would want yeah. to be with you too. I appreciate you that. Would, you would keep that. me company and you would you would keep me entertained. Especially if my phone died. I'd probably be keeping people calm. That's true. I, you would also be keep, pe- keeping people laughing because you're a very yeah. funny person. And Jay would be also like very reassuring. Assuring I don't know if that's Jay, true. I think you would be struggling. It depends on how I feel also... that day. Yeah. God bless. God bless. I can be your angel or your demon. Anyway. I will be your angel. <laughs> okay. AJ stands Girl, angel. Like this is just, I'm going to sing the Shaggy song to both of you. Shout out to you, my me. angel. You're my darling. Thank <laughs> for the next Dragon Babies podcast called uh, American Idol. We play, karaoke, we play karaoke time. I mean, on the Phineas and Ferb podcast, I literally have like in my brain, it's like, oh, if I play bingo, there's a Felipe Sings portion of the uh, of a bingo square. You know, we should make a bingo card. Well, so I'm trying to figure out what to do for my 100th episode as a quick aside. Um, and I have a couple ideas that uh, if you all have ideas, please like also reach out in that thread I made. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have some ideas and one of them was making the bingo card. But I also think that's like a lot to ask for someone that isn't me like the because I want to have guests on the 100th episode. But this is not about me. This is about yes. Rosewood and the tornado warning. I thought it was a rainstorm, but then it became a tornado warning at some point. Yeah. So we have a flashback. Uh also, weren't t- aren't tornadoes supposed to be dry? I thought the hurricane um, they was supposed can to be, be wet. They can be, but mm-hmm. not always. Mm-hmm. Um, so we flash to Spencer, who gets a text from A um, that says, "Define desertion." Seems like you're about to lose Emily. Who's next? And all the girls kind of freak out and they're looking around for Emily. Um, but Spencer's Emily. And she tries to talk to him about, like, why were you so weird about my mom earlier? And he's like, I can't tell you. She's like, that's really, really freaking weird. Like, why can't you just tell me what's weird about you and my mom? Like, how do you know each other? And, like, clearly it's from the club, I would say. But, like, she's like, what? what's off? Like, what happened? And he will not tell her. We'll pause. Alice is straight up like, first off, one, this is not my business. Two, I'm trying to take SAT. Like, I don't know what your priorities are. Mine are. Like, like I, I'm actually trying to get do good on this, t- this test. And you over here, like, again, going back to my theory that um, Spencer is not good as a student. And Spencer is like been lying throughout this entire school time. <laughs> but you know, that's my personal opinion. Like, Alice got his life in order. Well, he don't got his life in order. He got his priorities straight, and Spencer does not. Well, he makes bank, remember? Does he? Yeah. He Did they gave, actually like, make bank at the country club? He gave uh he gave Spencer like four hundred dollars in twenties for the for the homecoming tickets. Well my theory is should have added another twenty in there. My theory is he's not poor. Medea would approve. He, my my theory is he has money and he just works there. 
I mean, also he probably gets good tips. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have a brief conversation with Hannah and Mona, where Hannah's like, "Yeah, that's my bag. I broke the handle at the Jolly Roger. Um, and you bought on you bought online, right?" And Mona's like, "I knew it was yours. I bought it as a goof. Why don't you uh, introduce my?" money to your money and buy me a birthday gift at Saks. I have a registry. Have either of you ever had a registry for your birthday and why no. not? No, but I'm thinking about making a Amazon wish list if people want to give me presents on the Brazilian Dragon, but I'm not famous enough for that. So I need to make a Twitch channel first. But um secondly, I have a plot question that you could elaborate. Um did we know before this episode that Mona was the one who purchased Hannah's bag? No. No. And did we know that Hannah was selling her bag, her stuff on yes. her bag? Okay, thank you. Just for the clarity. Um, yeah, yeah. So no, uh, I was like, Saks Fifth Avenue does not need a registry for me. What am I gonna get there? I don't have good fashion taste. Oh, it's a fashion place. I don't. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming it's Saks Fifth Avenue, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it's like a Saks store. Yeah. Yeah. I just, okay, interesting. I did not know Saks was spelled like that. Because oh. again, closed captioning. I am among peasants. Not that I can afford anything at Saks Fifth Avenue, but like, I mean, oh Adrian God. and I were very clear at the beginning of this podcast. We are two broke boys. Also, I just googled it. There's not a Saks Fifth Avenue in my town. Yeah, you live in Georgia. <laughs> There's Saks Fifth Avenues in Georgia, just not where I live. I know, but like, there also was not one in South Carolina where I lived growing up, and I still knew. Why did you know? Because it's a very because I have taste. Town. No, 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 no. You 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 clearly forgot because both my parents are New Yorkers, okay. Also because I watched Gossip Girl. Like, see, here's uh, the, that might be where well, I heard of it. Well, here's the thing, Felipe. Jay's not really a Southerner. Jay was born in New York. They were like, <laughs> "I'm a fake Southerner." <laughs> Listen, they say that in Charleston, you're not a Charlestonian until you've you've had three generations of Charlestonian in your family, and that will never happen <laughs> to your family, right? It will not. Yeah. Unless they count Vinny and Santony's kids. No, it would have to start with my with my children being born in South Carolina. They would be the first generation. So they'd have to come from my brother to begin with. And listen, at this rate, who knows? Anyway. <laughs> not the drag. It's not a drag. He's like saving up to go to med school, but like clock's ticking, dude. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it has become clear that the SAT is postponed. Arya goes up to ask, like, can I be anywhere but in this stupid library? And the principal says, no, ma'am. Tornado watch. Go sit down. And then Noel comes up. No! He's like, we can go to a different... Uh... Was this his first episode? No. No? Okay, I was going to make a first Noel joke. The first Noel. No. I'm I don't get it. The first Noel. Hey, it's Jay a- got it, and they're Jewish. Well, I didn't get it. The what? first That's Noel. not the first time on this podcast, AJ. That I didn't get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> get a lot of my jokes. I don't blame y'all. <laughs> I got it. Thank you, Jay. You appreciate Anytime. me. But I... what did Noel um, talk to Can we talk about, about this glee moment, though? We're getting there. So, AJ, okay. why don't you set the scene? Oh, I can't say it. You... <laughs> okay. You know, my back's starting to hurt carrying this podcast. I'm kidding. 
Come on, Boston Rob. Legit, my only note about this conversation is nobody, in fact, likes hockey. <laughs> okay, so Noel, you see. Oh, can I can I do this one since yeah. I actually remember the scene? No, because I stepped before that, and then you can set it. Just so you know, Noel has always been like the popular rich kid. His dad owns like half of Rhode Island, which isn't where they live. He's rich. Yeah, biracial. Yes. Yes. His mother's family is from Mexico, and then earlier from Brazil. Wait, wait, wait. He's from Brazil. His maternal grandparents are from Brazil. Okay. Do we have to stand, or is he bad? Um, I like Noel. We like him okay, so far. So basically, he was popular in middle school, and now they're in high school. He's still popular. He has a lot of money. And Arya used to be obsessed with him, but now she's obsessed with someone who's like 30 years older than him. <laughs> Just kidding, like 10 years older than them. And um, Noel's like, I really like you. Can I, I, just got can spoiled. I take you uh, to a basketball game? And Felipe, what happens then? What does Arya say? Sorry, I went to look up Noel Brazilian for the little virus, and I saw things that I will not say. About the future. Um, this is why I don't uh, Google stuff. Because <laughs> you're smart. You're smarter than me. But um, anyways, uh, Noel stands up and is like, hey, Aria, do you want to go to the basketball game? It's the Celtics versus the Sixers. And I was like, come on, Boston. And then oh. she's like, no, I don't really like Boston. I don't, really, I don't really like basketball or sports or whatever. And he's like, okay, what about hockey? And he's like, yeah, no one likes hockey. Um, but she's also looking at this photo of Fritz. Fitz, sorry, Fitz. Not, the, not the monster from uh, Monsters at Work, uh, but Fitz, uh, and she's like kind of sad, and he's like, okay, whatever, I'll talk to you later. And then, at some point, they go and sneak up to the music classroom, and he sings the guitar to her. He plays the guitar, and she sings to him. But Jay, I might have jumped yeah, a few so, moments. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he decides to start playing guitar, and Arya's like, oh my god, why didn't I know you know how to play guitar? And he says what I think would be a fantastic sound drop. He goes, shh, it's a secret. Uh, which I, I just thought that would be fun. Um, but then anyway, it's because his mo- his parents are, don't want him to like, you know, become a bum on the subway asking for quarters or whatever. Um, and I think let him express himself. Right. Like, but do you think that he's the boy that plays Wonderwall at parties? Yes. No. No. Wonderwall, and then oh, he actively just said like his parents don't like him playing guitar. <laughs> so he right, right, but like so, yeah, if he's he the fact that he knows how to play the guitar. Right, but like if I'm assuming like, been, Arya and him has been to a party before together, and oh, they because, have because they were yes. both at the party that so, <laughs> Arya that yes. Hannah crashed the car, and she did not even know that he played guitar, <laughs> so he does not. <laughs> Yeah, so Arya starts singing a song that Noel's playing, and let me tell you, I have not hit the fast forward button faster. Oh my god, that's vibe. Same. She <laughs> Hale does. Oh, yeah, she does music. So good, good uh, on her. I, well, so also, like, I did not sign up to watch Glee. <laughs> I, I did, <laughs> um, but I, I was like very confused by the editing choice to like do like two bars. Go into whatever the next plot line was that I can tell you what it was. Oh, uh, Emily's flashback. And then do two bars coming out. Just like do the whole um, do the whole thing at once. And yeah, that's just... sort of a thing that they do where like they'll play like a couple lines of a song to like introduce the theme, that, like the feelings you're supposed to feel. And then like you never hear the song again. <laughs> and it's, but like 
it's just weird music choices on Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Um, but we I do. Think, get- I like the Gossip Girl music choices more. I agree, but I like everything about Gossip Girl more. Then why did you pick this show? Because you told us we couldn't do Gossip Girl. Oh yeah, because Maddie G already does that. Yeah. Um, so we flashed Emily, uh, who has a flashback of when Allie was reading Great Expectations in the library. And Emily goes and sits next to her, and Allison, like, strokes her hair, and Emily says, like, the most naive thing on the face of the planet. She's like, I had a dream that Jenna, and Allie snaps, she's like, don't talk to me about Jenna. She's like, that Jenna had her eyesight fixed, and she forgave us, and everything was great, and we're all friends again. Okay, like, we've all been bullied by Regina George, okay? Also, they Um, were never friends with Jenna. Right, they were never friends with Jenna. But she, <laughs> she had this dream, and Allie says, that's why I love you, Emily. And then she reads a passage from Great Expectations about Pip and his love for Stella and how he loved her against reason despite the fact that she played hard to get and gave him little hope for the future. Mr. Crumblechook. Um, I was right, sorry. That was a character she mentioned. Yeah, and they like laugh about the names. Um, and Allie says, like, that's why I love you. Um, and that's how I love you. And Emily leans in to kiss Allison. Um, and Allison smiles at her, but it's like sort of a half smile. So what like, do y'all think about the flashback? Um, uh, I, I, I've noted, um, um, Allie did not reciprocate in the kiss. Like yeah. Allie just let it happen. <laughs> and then it was like, Okay, this just happened, <laughs> and I think, and that goes back to my theory that I said, said um, an episode or two back, where I was like, "This is all one sided. This is all for, coming from Emily." <laughs> and, well, to, to clarify and to remind Felipe, there on the episode where they flash back to the beach, Allison tries to get Emily to go to Kissing Rock with her, so Allie does actively lead on Emily, but she never really means it. Okay, two things. One, I can't believe there's a kissing, there's a beach in the middle of Pennsylvania. Okay. It's a lake. Uh, Gross. Um, Two, um, then I, my biggest concern throughout this was watching, I was like, did they do this Pen15 style where they had like two different people come in for, because how old was the actress who played Emily, but also Allison was 13, the actress? Jay, you can tell me I'm wrong. Um, I think you told me this earlier. They didn't know that. uh, When she started, but then I let me. But at this point, talking, they had to know. Keep talking, and I'll figure out how old. Just uh, being on set, the actors must know. Like they're like, hey, they, they figured out by the people. time she by the time she was filming the first episode, they knew. Yeah. Keep, keep so, going. So, oh, okay. Want me to feel better? Um, but like I felt so like she was twenty three at the time. Shay Mitchell. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll that's where us. I know the name from. Mitchell. What else is she in? You. Oh, that's Emily. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Jay Mitchell's in Duke season one. Uh, but uh, and Dollface. Yeah, and Never she was four, and Sasha uh, Peters, what who plays Allie, was fourteen by the time it started filming, or by the Correct. time this aired. So there was a nine-year difference. 
Oh, Shay Mitchell is expecting a child. Yes. A second child. Yes. Anyway, I don't know about the legality. I don't know about the legality of it. I know that it happened. And I also know that it wasn't a makeout scene. Mm -hmm. I'm understood. But like, I. And if you know, they didn't really, I don't even know if they kissed on the lips or if it was like on the cheek. It was on the lips um, because she okay. because she did not reciprocate, like, and I felt like that was a very telling, in my humble opinion. But I didn't find like I think you know Jay. I don't really find these flashbacks that they do interesting at all. Like the, this week's were not good. The last one, you know, I didn't like the ones at the beat um at the Lake Eater. Like, I, yeah, but I felt like they added important context. Like we need well, 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 the beach flashbacks, and I know we're on this episode. Um, the beach flashbacks were from a very biased point of view, depending on who was telling this flashback. Okay. So it was like, take this with a grain of salt, because we know all four of our main characters are not reliable narrators. But it, but it was helpful in that way because I feel like we did get more information about like the perspectives of those characters. And most of them are wrong. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um. So then we flash back to uh, Arya and Noel and they're singing and the song is ending and Arya is leaning in and she's about to kiss Noel and uh, Noel like turns his head a little bit, not because he doesn't want to kiss her, but because he got, they got caught by Mr. Ezra Fitz, who is back. And he's like, he could have uh, you, you need to be in the library <laughs> and uh, for uh, safety reasons. And uh, Arya's like, oh, I just have to ask Mr. Fitz some homework questions, even though he hasn't been at school to give us homework for a week. Like, I'm, I'm, I want I want Arya to just use that excuse to someone and someone be like, wait a minute. We don't have homework in this class. Wait, what, what is Arya talking about? Or, like, even if they did, like, he wasn't the one that gave it. Also, he's been gone for a week. Like, what homework assignment do you have that's, like, over a week? And also, like, the man time? just showed up again. Give him 10 minutes to gather his thoughts before you ask him about homework. Why is no. he even at the school if he just got back? Like, honestly, Jay, if I'm coming from trip, my job is not the first place I'm going. I go straight to bed. Exactly. Yeah, can I ask a question? So this, the last episode was on the homecoming dance, which we presume was a Saturday? or the? Uh, the- no, the last no. episode was after the homecoming. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um. So that was during the week? Yeah. So this is also a Saturday. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for the timeline. Of yeah. course. Um, Felipe still haven't got to the last episode, so there's like a gap. <laughs> I, I do know the most memorable moment of AJ in this episode will come out after of AJ thinking Maya was a ghost. Oh, despite yeah. the fact that Allison's dead. And that Maya's A, but also a ghost. Hey, that one's more believable. Is it? Ghosts? We'll get there. Honestly, Jay, with this episode, I believe, not episode, this show, I believe anything and everything. So, uh, Arya, she comes in, uh, and she comes in hot. She is ready to attack Mr. Fitz and Mr. Ezra Fitz and be like, For what? For what? Being a grown ass man? For doing shit that he needs to do? She's like, Oh, you're back. Why were you leaving? And he was like, This is none of your business. You want to stand up and. Well, she she get, he gives her like a totally valid excuse of like I was dealing with family stuff and he no like, pause. family stuff mm-hmm. and he's like 
no, I guess it was really my issues. Why does it mm-hmm. matter? He's a grown adult. Let him live his life. Let him go to New York. No, we are forgetting the biggest sin, the premise that she broke into this man's house last episode. Oh, yeah. And, and she listened to his um uh, voicemail. voicemail without his permission. So she is already in the wrong. So I don't know why she's coming in hot. And whatever well, he's she doing. She knows the information. She wants him to be honest. But, like, she committed a crime not sure. Is And listen, it ain't the first time. <laughs> Listen, the whole situation is a crime. <laughs> called pedophilia. This whole show is a crime. You know. I mean, it's it's still still like god damn it, you are a child. It does not matter what this grown man is doing. You need to stay the F away, do whatever it is you want to do. But also this grown man is grooming her and he needs to get away. He needs to go take that job in New York. Actually, no, well, he's it's trying. another school. No, he's not trying hard enough. Right, but like What's leaving to go from leaving Survivor? to go interview hard enough. But like leaving to go interview at a school in a different state, I feel like was trying. He just has a hard time trying in front of Arya because he's a pedophile. Yeah. He needs to get away. Also, isn't there a lawyer right there and a cop? These people sleeping on the job. Well, the cop is supposed to be <laughs> investigating no, also probably would overlook it because he's like yeah i'd like to do he that also too. comes across as a pedophile in a way yeah um but yeah like where's veronica hastings yes wait is this show riverdale no oh, oh because veronica no no, yeah. no 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 but i was thinking more of bb canton that one's because there's a moose and a betty oh <laughs> you're funny um so yeah they get in this huge fight and Arya and he's like things need to change Arya she's like they already have and she leaves about like, girl you are barely giving Nola a chance Arya and Spencer are really like just trying to fight for my least favorite character like every episode they're like I want to be 86 favorite no I want to be 86 favorite when honestly they can both just um kick rocks well so Mona was my least favorite honestly if we're talking talking truth here because uh, Spencer, I feel like had a good episode. Spencer's the worst. Spencer's basically the devil. Oh no, she yeah. I <laughs> to the podcast. I can't make hate them both so much more. And I hated Fitz and I hated Mona, and the and the cop, of course. Well, yeah, but he's the, the piggy. So then we move to uh, Arya's dad and Hannah's mom, and they're talking again about being single parents. And um, Mediterranean restaurant, which now I want Mediterranean food. And Ashley basically says, like, listen, I'm not going to take sides if you end up divorcing Ella. Like, I'm not here to take sides. I'm here to support you. And I'm here to support Ella. And, like, I'm just here to be a neutral person. And, and also, neither of them are actually her friends because she just said, like, minutes ago that she has no friends. <laughs> right. And, and, the other, and the other thing is she shares that um, it took her a long time to get her stuff together. And for a long time, she didn't even go anywhere by herself. Like she went, she finally went to the movies by herself to see Transformers 2 and ended up crying in her popcorn. First of all, have either of you seen Transformers 2? And second of all, isn't going to the movies by yourself so liberating? I love going to the movies. I'm literally going to do that after this podcast because I need something to do once we hang up. Oh, because Um, West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. Uh, No, I love it. Uh, I have never seen, actually, no, that's a lie. I saw Bumblebee, the Haley Seinfeld movie. Um, but I've never seen any of the Transformers otherwise. I feel like I should educate myself, but I also heard the movies are bad. So the Bumblebee slapped. Like, I loved it. I went on a very empty theater. It was a Thursday night. It was at the AMC Assembly Row. And I had a great time. Um, also, 
Mediterranean food was mentioned in this episode. And now I'm trying to see if the, the Mediterranean, the Lebanese restaurant that I love in Boston will deliver to um, oh, yeah. California. Felipe, the answer is no. The answer is straight up no. But like, I really want some Rekakat. I'm, I'm sorry, Felipe. That was your decision moving to the West Coast. <laughs> like, you so we barely went to this restaurant because it was like on the outskirts of Boston, like kind of far away. But uh we'll pause, Felipe. If you thought that was far away, if you thought that was barely far away, <laughs> you in California yeah. now. Mm. If anyone knows how to make rekakat and lives in the California area, I will drive to San Francisco. Please, please, I need it because I'm a broke boy and I don't have the money to spend on this, but I really want to. I, like honestly, you just the heart wants what the heart wants. And I respect the energy and but like to answer the question, I have not seen any of the Transformer movies. Um, and I do think, and I actually actively don't have no desire. Um, but I think going to the movies by itself is fun. I think it's like, especially if the theater is like empty. Like, yeah, I think um, just like having the entire thing to yourself, it's like, dang, I'm the king of the castle. <laughs> I think the last time I went to the movie theater by myself, um, and the theater was empty, I went to see um, Boo Two. I want to say. Who <laughs> um, too? A Medea Halloween. Yeah. That's the last movie you went to see in the theaters? By myself. Okay. Because I was like, didn't you see Spider-Man? Yeah, I did. Like, but, it's, but it's okay. They left us. Well, uh, while Jace gone, uh, do you have um, any other thoughts when you um, went with the Arya and um, Ezra? Ezra needs to kick rocks. Go to New York. <laughs> do something else away from children. Um. Yes, he didn't have as much of a punchable face as I thought he would. Like, but, but the thing is, I think the thing is, this is your first. Um, uh, well, you know of him, but this is your first time seeing him, yeah. and the first time you've seen him, he's he's like, listen, Tell I don't need to be with a child. This is illegal. Was gonna look like Jeffrey Star. Ew. Oh no. Um, <laughs> or like James Charles, one of those like problematic like twinks. So That's fun why fact. I thought he was going to look like one of them. Fun fact. Um, some are in it at camp for like a week and we had to like fight off the FCC. Um, so that was fun. You had to fight the off the FCC. Like we had to like beg them to have our internet rights back. Well, well, my question is, did you ha- do it in a boxing ring? Was this a street fight? Was yeah. this like... Because honestly, I don't know how many people are in FCC. But like, ooh, there's pro- I bet you there's probably a lot of people in FCC. I don't know if you so want to... It was me. I was, like, I was like 14 at the time. It wasn't me. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. You were- it was the director of the camp who was like, we're so sorry. It was one of our camp staff. They wanted to watch Transformers. It was like 2009. Uh, back in that day. I bet you the FCC was a lot more easy to fight in 2009. Oh, they were like, they were like. Your staff person doesn't do that again. And if we like pirating anything, then uh, we're going to shut down your internet forever. Rude of them. Rude uh, of them. I think you're doing it wrong, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where were we in this plot? Um, so then Byron is like, yeah, I have a hard time doing things by myself, too. I have this faculty dinner um, mm-hmm. coming up at this Mediterranean restaurant, and Ella was always the person who would tell me what to order because I 
don't eat things that I can't pronounce, and I'm really scared of eating. Xenophobia. Food. Yeah, but also I'm calling like, him a xenophobic like, because he has a punchable face. But also, he seems like the kind of guy the who like, orders like spaghetti and meatballs at every restaurant, even if it's not on the menu, because like he's afraid. With garlic bread. Depends. Is it in the garbage or not? I mean, that's Tony. She'll know. She's looking at you now. Oh. Well, I personally believe um, I, I'm not here for this. I, I was like, I, I don't care about this. I don't like this what's happening here. Um, comma, but like, it's like if I was an outsider, I'd be like, this is endearing. But as someone who knows the full story, I'm like, uh, y'all need to slow your roll. Like, I, I know y'all, this is like, oh, we're in the storm. We're talking about stuff we're going to do. We're not actually going to fall, fall through with it. Like, that's how I felt like the energy was like, this is just like, we're talking to talk and we're not actually about to walk to walk. But yeah. that, that was my um, personal thought. But it was still like, I don't want you entertaining the idea because like, homeboy, you're, you're still fresh. You barely accept the fact that your wife left you. <laughs> but see i feel like in a way i can see how you read it that way and mm-hmm. i still see it as like that man is desperate for any help and any friendship and he just doesn't want to be by himself yeah and i i read it more as like he desperately does not want to be alone and i understand that Jay, can I tell you romantic undertones but i just personally decided that he doesn't have them because i think he should make up what make he should go back to Ella, like groveling and do everything he can to like get her back because that is a great woman. Jay, let me tell you something. He got kids. If if he don't want to go alone, he can bring a child. <laughs> he got two. No, I didn't consider that. Like I didn't. <laughs> I didn't consider that. But also, mm-hmm. like, Arya is not exactly his biggest fan, and like, I don't think Mike is the kind of kid that you want to bring to like a work function. I feel like if Mike had to choose, like, which of the parents I'm vibing with more, he, she, he's going to take his dad right now because his mom straight up wouldn't even go to a game for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But like, I, I, but I don't think Mike. I think Mike is like, you don't take a 14 year old to a work event. It'd be like, yeah, I, I didn't want to leave him home. Um, so I'm just brought Listen, him along with you. We've established that I love Mediterranean food. So Byron, even though you have a, you are in the wrong in so many ways, you can take me and I will just hide in the corner eating my Mediterranean food. I hear they have good goat. Mm, I just want some I, I would try. I, would I want try. those cheese rolls. So we then flash to Emily, who is ha- who has another flashback. Um, where she was in the locker room with Allie Mm -hmm. and uh, Allie was changing and she um, meant and she shows off this uh, bra that she bought in a French catalog talking about how you know she wishes that a French family would like want would like ask for an American exchange student so she could move to Paris and uh, wake up have her croissant uh, go to the Eiffel Tower go to the Louvre uh, eat another croissant you know, living her best life. And um, she asks Emily to hook the bra for her because, like, she's trying to be flirty, but not too flirty, I guess. Like, she knows what she's doing. And um, Emily does so and then kisses Allie on the neck, and Allie snaps. And she's like, your kiss meant nothing to me in the library. I like boys. And, you know, when I kiss you, is practicing for the real thing. Um. And Emily gets upset and goes to leave. But Allison is like, you're my ride. You can't go unless I'm ready. And Emily gives in, which just shows like Allie has complete control over Emily. 
and and her feelings and also her actions. Well, like like um, I I say I'm still in the camp that Allison has not consented to anything that has happened um between her and what's what's her name Emily. Emily. So so like I think Allison like has the right to go off, especially if this is unwarranted. <laughs> And, and I think Allison has proven that, like, yo, I um am friends with um Emily. I actually enjoy Emily's company, but like, you sometimes you gotta be like, listen, this is a line, and you're crossing it right now. We gotta stop this. We got this in the butt right now. Yes, and mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, at the same time, she has actively been very flirtatious with yeah. Emily, including asking her to go make out at Kissing Rock. Which well wait was it clear that she wanted to make out of Kissing Rock or is it just called Kissing Rock and Emily misinterpreted? Oh yeah, she was like, when you go there, you're compelled to kiss the person that you went with, mm-hmm. and she like tells this whole story about how the ghosts make you kiss each other and how she Correct. wants to go there with Emily, and that's how the whole. Like, thing I don't know about I don't know about that last part. So no, no, she made up the whole story, and that's how the ghost thing came up in our conversation. Yeah, but uh, because because uh... I remember saying this, I I remember even last when that flashback happened, I was like. Uh, um, Emily, um, not Emily, um, Alice wasn't into this. This is just Emily's perception of what happens. Like, so, but I, but I think either way, Allie had in this conversation, it's clear that Allie sees is manipulating Emily in some way based on knowing that Emily likes her. Whether it's sexually or through friendship, she's manipulating Emily. Because she, like, you're telling me no one else can give this girl a ride. If you didn't want to hang out with this girl after all this stuff has happened, multiple times you've, like, and also, like, I'm kissing, the things that she says, I, when I kiss you, it's for practice. She's saying things to be intentionally cruel. But, see, like, again, not to defend Allison, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Allison. Sometimes you got to be mean. Like, sometimes to get so, sure, something across, you, you got to be a mean that person. Mean. You, you, some, like, some, some people don't like, <laughs> if, you, if you ain't blunt and hard with it, people ain't going to um, get the message. Yeah. <laughs> Allison was definitely But I don't dragging. think Emily's that person. I yeah. actually actively think um, Emily's that person. I think Emily needed more, like, <laughs> Allison was giving so many mixed signals in just this episode and then the Kissing Rock example. Like, I feel like I can understand why Emily, like, who's discovering her sexuality, figuring her own self out, could, like, feel like she could trust Allison in this way. Like, and, and I will even rewind back to Maya. I feel like Maya has, like, been, like, low-key clear, but, like, been subtle about how she feels, but uh, what she thinks. But um, Emily takes it as we're still good and stuff like that at times, when Maya's like, oh, wait, no, there's, like, legit issue here. <laughs> But, but, right, but I think there's a way to be blunt without being cruel. And mm-hmm. I also am going to go against the premise of this podcast and let you know that Allie was leading Emily on. Okay, that's that was my read of the situation, but also I only had watched one episode. Yeah, I'm going to break the premise of this podcast and just give you the information. Well, pause. You tried that before, and I um, did not Just because you don't believe me doesn't mean it's not true. Listen. Listen. I don't know if you're a reliable neighbor. I 
have watched every episode <laughs> plus every episode of spinoff. And you say even I forget what happens in the show. You no, made that this, statement. No, but remember a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, I just remembered something that's really bad. It has to do with Alina. Oh, yo, I was so happy Ben wasn't in this episode. I hate Ben. Ben yeah, hasn't been around for a while. Him. Like, like I think... Um, and what was Sean? Oh, Sean wasn't in this episode. Oh, poor Sean. He's too dumb for this, ATs. He's just a little golden retriever boy. I actually actively think Sean's smart. <laughs> I do too, but like... <laughs> but like, it was fun to say. Uh, like, listen, Sean's, Sean's amazing. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I would. <laughs> AJ stands all the wrong people. What do you mean? My what has Sean done? What has Sean done? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't. I don't stand men. What? What? What did he do? Like AJ um, told me he stands Tori Meehan on Survivor. No. <laughs> what does Sean do? Like, has his um girlfriend cross a line multiple times with him, make Wait. him very uncomfortable, crashes his car, and then say, "No, you know what? It's okay." Yeah, he didn't break up with perfect. her. He's like, you know what? It's perfectly fine and stuff. Like <laughs> he actively give people multiple chances. <laughs> and sometimes you gotta be mean, AJ. I, I know. I'm all kind of preaching. Get away from that girl. I love Hannah, but I'm like, get away from her. <laughs> so. Then there's some really scary noises, and Who Emily and like the, the uh, bookcases start shaking, and sh- it's dark in the library. And uh, all of a sudden, Emily realizes she doesn't know where her bag is, and she doesn't know where the letter that she wrote Allie is. It's missing. Um, and, and and listen, if, if if she had just went to the restroom like she said she was going to do, we would not be in this situation. Um. So then we see <laughs> Ella. Uh, Aria's mom talking to Mr. Fitz in the storage closet. Um, and she's I swear, looking... if, the, if Ella becomes Eskimo sisters with her daughter, I don't know. That that was the vibe I was getting that they're going to become a thing. I wasn't uh, getting that vibe. I, I was getting the vibe of... She was like, I want that protein bar. No. I was getting she the was vibe of... It is nice to talk to... For the children. She is a good mother. I was getting the vibe of I have not gotten to talk about my daughter with anyone because she has been actively avoiding me and everyone else will like have a biased point of view based on the situation we're having. And here's like a person that both my daughter trusts and would not have an opinion. I mean, he's so, biased as well, but everyone well, to her needs knowledge, therapy. To her knowledge. Everyone needs therapy. Well, listen, some people go to therapy like Tobias. Does Tobias go to therapy or is it court mandated? Mm, uh, I <laughs> he still goes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really sorry. I kind of like dozed off for like 15 minutes thinking about those cheese rolls. So I'm like, just like. It's okay. I'll tell you where we are. So okay. Ella and Mr. Fitz are talking about finding uh, protein bars and water bottles for all the students because, like, they are some nervous wrecks already because it's an SAT and now it's postponed and also there's a storm and they can't go home. Um. And that's when they have a conversation about how uh, where Ella's basically like, hey, like, I know it's, I know you might not be able to say, but how's Aria doing in school? Is she acting any differently? Have you noticed any changes? And he's like, well, actually, I haven't been in school for the past week. I was in New York. I literally just got back. And she's like, wow, that's dedication to the school um, since you literally drove to work at like through a storm. Um, and she mentions that she has, uh, that she separated from Byron. And um, 
Mr. Fitz tells Ella that Arya is a very engaged student and she's strong and um, Ella shouldn't be too worried. And Ella should be very worried. And Ella says that she's glad that Arya has an adult in her life that she can admire, meaning Ezra, which is gross. The language. I just wish that... Oh, we, we can't vomit or burp on this podcast, I forgot. Yeah, but I, like... If only she knew. And, yeah, like, you we know, have Veronica Hastings. Know. We have a lawyer who can do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's not you segueing because that don't happen yet. Not yet. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, is this a segue or no? <laughs> I was for your feedback. Y'all, um, I, you know what the show reminds me a lot of? There's some reasons why. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more that than Riverdale. Riverdale's way too messy compared to like, like no, there's some reasons wait. why it's messy, but this one felt more grounded in a way that Riverdale no, never just felt you wait. to me. Okay. <laughs> I watched all four seasons of 13 Reasons Why because I binged the first Why'd you put yourself through that? Well, so I didn't watch it during the like airing. So I watched the first two seasons when there was um we had to, I was in a writing a drama spec class. And so I ended up doing sex education, sex education, which AJ, uh, I still owe you a copy of the script if you want, um, that I ended up writing. But uh, I binged the first two seasons because like maybe I'll write 13 Reasons Why. And then I watched the third season. That was awful. And then the pandemic, I was like, there's only one more season. I'll watch it. So I binged the last season. And fam, I was in tears that last episode. That show was a mess. It was problematic. But it also broke me that finale like i was a puddle mm. can't relate i, I didn't i just hated show. the third season with the arc that they tried to make bryce walker a redeemable character being like oh but he has issues too i'm like no he trigger warning he sexually assaulted multiple women in the show and they're trying to redeem him anyways this show gave me that vibe in the lockers specifically i was like oh i wonder if that's the same set that they filmed the locker room in that show um so I have no clue emily heads back to the locker rooms where all the other students are and the her friends are like where were you she's like i was looking for my bag and i couldn't find it but luckily detective wilden arrives to the girls locker room where all the people are so it's not like he's going in the girls rest like the girls locker room when it's just women it's like all the students are there um but anyway he's like uh, come with me. So she leaves with him and the other girls follow, even though he didn't ask them to, because they're not going to let Emily deal with this pervy, creepy cop all by herself. And thank goodness for that. Because once they get to the classroom, uh, he accuses Emily of trashing Allie's memorial. And he uh, starts on this she whole, also like, has statues and photos. He well, has photos yeah, I'm get, of it? I'm about, yeah. Okay, sorry. So, um... He even starts to be like, last night you went to the memorial. Here's some pictures that we have. Which, like, first of all, they don't look like security footage. It looks like someone took professional photos of her crying at this trashed memorial. And he's like, did you go to finish Toby's job? Or did you go because you hated Allie because she kept rejecting you and you got angry and... um." And you want to take it out in this memorial. Um, and then he pulls out, like, the statues from 
the memorial and the Emily and Emily's letter. Um, mm-hmm. And by this point, the other girls have entered the room and they overhear all of this. And Hannah's like, you must have put them there. You're a dirty cop. Like, Pause before. Um, I just want to say like this is it, like not how you do an investigation. This is not the, he is actively um bad at his job. Like you don't just like take evidence that you have not um put into the system yet or like and just like start being accusational with um a person that you might view as a suspect. Like this is not how you especially do it. Especially when they're under 18. It's especially when they're a minor. Like <laughs> it's especially Yo, when they're I minor. was so, so heated. And then when Veronica walks in, I was like, yes. Well sorry, sorry I spoiled. There, but, no, but my you're thing good. Is, my thing is like we just had Jason here. Like what what was Jason's purpose? If well, you Jason, are if you're not gonna listen to this like, man. Jason was supposed to like get him to do to investigate the case and actually get it solved, but then he just like, but then Wilden got messier. Like, like, like he did the exact opposite. Of, like the only thing he did was like become more active, and that's part of what um Jason wanted. But Jason was like, I need you to but solve. also do it right. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then. Clearly, uh, Wilden forces Emily basically to out herself. And she says that she loved Allie as more than a friend, but she didn't ever want to hurt her. And she would never had time to tell Allie that she loved her that way. Um, and, and I said this once. I'll say this a million times. Well, maybe not. I don't know how much time, much longer um, Detective um, Darren's going to be here. But <laughs> you will not talk to with me if I'm a minor without my parents and whether i'm minor or not a minor without legal representation <laughs> like <laughs> well, legal like, representation has arrived in the form of veronica hastings well, he, this man outs emily in front of people like that is also despicable and i wanted to yes. take him in the nuts do it he de- he deserves it yeah where's will smith at we we've never stand on you no, did. we want Will Smith to slap him. I said he brings chaos, and this episode, and the show needed chaos because it was getting boring. Okay, to be fair <laughs> to AJ, in my tweet, I believe I said, "Does AJ stand a white cop now?" Find out why. Right, which implies the answer is yes. Okay, I just want an entertaining show, and, and like, what, what, there's a stretch where he was not daring to show, like, was not entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want an entertaining show? Listen to Two Can't Keep a Secret. It's very entertaining. Well, thank you. So Veronica, who is a lawyer and is uh, Spencer's mom, walks in and she's like, what the hell is going on here? First of all, you're interrogating a minor. Second of all, her parents aren't here. Third of all, anything There are no adults here, here. There are no adults here. And fourth of all, nothing that they say is admissible in court. So you are not going to be investigating this murder anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to face me in court. And trust me, you don't want to do that because I am actually doing my job. I'm actually good at my job. (laughs) And uh, honestly, I love Veronica Hastings. It's it's like weird. Like, Spencer, how are you the worst member of your family? (laughs) Like, honestly, you can't blame her for leaving Spencer when she went to New York. Because it's Spencer. I wasn't. I feel like I was the one beating the drum. Like, yes, leave her. (laughs) <laughs> like I love all of the moms. I think all the moms are great. Like I didn't honestly, meet Emily's mom. I will. I will Sorry, say the mom. only 
people I actively dislike from these four families are Spencer and um Arya. Like everyone else I like. So the reason that we love Emily's mom is first of all, she's just so naive when she wants to help her daughter so much that she doesn't realize her daughter's trying to come out to her. And then also because her daughter she said she basically told her daughter, you can be anything you want, honey, but you cannot be a goth. <laughs> And it's nothing about goths. It's just the sentiment that we really appreciate. Like she's like, she, you can be anything you want. You just cannot dress like Arya. Like she, she is very protective. Um, she wants the best for her daughter, but she's also like no nonsense. Like she's like, I mean, she is, she is a mil- uh, military wife. Yes. So like a military family makes sense that she's like no nonsense. Yes. Also, yes, yes. like being one of the only families of color in a very white town. Correct. Uh, knowing that you're in a fishbowl like that. Correct. Um, Like, they're they're all good. Well, not Ariana Spencer, but all the families are good. But, like, the moms. We like the moms. The dads haven't really proven to be much yet, but they're trying. Uh, I think... uh, We've only met two dads. Three. Who's third? Spencer's dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm indifferent on Spencer's dad. (laughs) No, pause. I, I am pro Mr. Dad. Like, he's straight upset. Like, he was like, don't drink. Don't flirt with your sister's boyfriend. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're not going to talk about the fact that he's still like Wait, no, 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 no. I can't like him. Um, He made a big scene in the yeah. country club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, you know, uh, Arya goes to comfort Emily and says that she wouldn't, they wouldn't judge her no matter what. And even if Allie didn't love Emily in the way that Emily loved Allie, Allie did love Emily as a friend, which Mm. like is the kind of thing that you want to say to your friend, but like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if Allie loved anyone but herself. Yeah. Like period. She just gives me like bitch vibes. I think Allie liked Emily. You like as a pet, like as a toy. Not as a friend. I think Emily's the only person I liked. How does it feel to be wrong all the time? I feel like I'm actively right on most things. In the show or in life? Because in life, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like I... I love that confidence for you, bud. <laughs> like in life, I agree with you about the show. Yet, yet to be seen. I feel like um, most of my predictions has been one of two things: correct or wild. Right, and I, the ones that have been correct have been correct, and I'm very, I'm actually very impressed. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm a sleuth. <laughs> Those are words that have been said, not by me, but they've been said. I, I think the only thing that I'm not correct on is the opinions that keep on changing, which is why you asked me at the end of every episode, except for last episode, for some reason. Yeah, so <laughs> we are close to the end of this episode. Um, and there's only one thing that needs to be resolved, and that is what the hell was going on with Mrs. Hastings and Alex, and why were they so weird? And Spencer, her, Spencer's mom takes her into a classroom where she explains... Wait, can I tell you what I thought it was before she explained yeah, it? Yeah, please do. I thought they were siblings. Oh, Alex and, <laughs> yes. and Spencer, not Alex were, and yes. Spencer's mom. Yes, I thought they were siblings. That would be wild. <laughs> no, that's what I thought was happening. What did you think was happening, Felipe? 
Um, I thought uh, that she just like was awful to him at the country club, and that's that's, yeah. like, that's like she just was like a Karen basically. Uh. That's what I thought the first time I watched this too. Was like she was just like just like her husband. <laughs> she bullied him. Um, but it turns out that uh, not too long ago, when Alex, it was Alex's first day at the club, and um, Mrs. Hastings, the rest of her family, had gone to D.C. But Mrs. Hastings stayed behind because she had um, a doctor's test. Uh, she had to go and get cancer cells removed um, because she had some breast cancer. And the rest of her fa- her husband knew, but the kids didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um and she got super drunk at the club, the country club. Um, and, and Alex listened like to her and, and was patient and uh, helped her sort of calm down, called her a cab, found her missing shoe, uh, and promised to never tell anyone. And Alex legitimately like kept his word and was like, I'm not going to tell anyone, including your daughter, who I seem to like. Um and i just it just speaks to alex's character and i think like this also shows that like spencer's mom might be uptight and might have high expectations but also like the woman has a lot going on i don't yeah. know i i love I, Veronica hastings i like I, I i will um just like to add um push real quick like she made a comment that i feel like was very telling um she said um, especially, you know how our family acts when people are imperfect. Mm-hmm. And I felt like uh, the fact that she phrased it like that was telling like, she might be uptight, but she's like, if it wasn't for the family that she was, um, she either is in or she married into, like, she would be like less um, strict of a person. Like, she's yeah. like, I also fall into this trap that you are currently stuck in. And then Spencer basically says like, an illness is not imperfection Mm -hmm. you're like you're not worth less because Mm -hmm. you're sick and it's like yes was this the most you ever liked spencer so far um well when i was younger i've told this i've said this before when i was younger i really liked spencer because she was like the high performing like overachiever type and so was i she was kind of a bitch and so was i so I think this specific scene, yes. I think that is the most I like Spencer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like Spencer when she's being yelled at by Melissa. You liked? Oh, but you know I'm team Melissa. Right. I. That's what I'm saying. Like when she, when Melissa was like yelling at her, I was like, yeah, I like I like Spencer in that scene because she looks. Like I like her. Melissa yelling at Spencer. I don't. Right. Like I Spencer. guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's the time that I've like liked seeing Spencer on scene on count like on in a scene the most. Understood, because I actively want Spencer off my screen. Um. Oh, also, at some point in this episode, while Hannah and Lucas are talking, the camera like pans down and focuses on Lucas's shoes, and it's like they're super muddy yeah. and dirty. Yeah. Um, which I think is supposed to imply that maybe Lucas trashed the memorial. So I I also assumed that maybe Lucas was there with Emily, like maybe they were there together. Oh, interesting. Because it's also so the they same haven't interacted years. before mm-hmm. on on screen, as far as I remember. Flashbacks, baby. Hey, the show. Tony, stop. Tony, did you hear there was ravioli in the trash? 
No, she came to eat my knitting. Uh, That's lovely. Hi, sweet girl. So, yeah. Um, and then we get to our, our end scene with Toby Kavanaugh? We don't know. It's just a person wearing black. Well, there, there was one more thing that... Like, oh, I thought it was the Riddler me. from Batman. Well, there was, before this, there was one more thing that very much upset me. Um, um, Arya went to Noel and she was like, Noel. hey... Yeah, sure. Um, and she went to him was basically like, "Hey, um, I actually would like to go um on a date with you, like you were proposing earlier." And he was like, "Friday." And she said, "No, I'm gonna have dinner with my mom on Friday night." And he was like, "Saturday." She was like, "Yes." And it's like, okay, yay, Arya's going on the right path. But I actively didn't like it because I felt like this was unearned. This was very unearned from Arya and her yeah. character. That's fair. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we get to the last scene um, where there is someone wearing all black and including gloves and they are sending a file to the Rosewood Police Department and it's a, a file that a USB footage. File. What? A USB file, not like a paper file. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So it's like a video or audio mm-hmm. of Allison um, and I think she says like, oh, I love you or something. Um, so then A is already on, the letter A is already on the envelope and then this person writes the rest of the word anonymous um, which is again intentionally implying that A is anonymous like A this anonymous person is A hmm. that's what that's- this also implied uh, that Lucas might be A because his shoes were dirty or that he might have been with Emily because the shoes were dirty. This show implies a lot of stuff. See, I thought it was Lucas, <laughs> not the because point. the shoes it's were supposed... dirty. Uh, I thought it was Lucas because, like, I feel like he's, well, until you said that he and Emily don't talk, I was like, oh, is he like the fifth wheel sort of thing? Like, he's very close with Hannah. He knows a lot of Hannah's secrets. He knows. So that was why I thought it was Lucas, but I don't know. No. So I had no business thinking So you, it was you thought that Lucas was A by the end of the episode? I thought he was A because I thought he was like in the inner circle. So he like knew Mm -hmm. all their secrets, um, not because of the shoes. Um, And I thought he went with Emily to like help her for whatever reason. I had no business thinking like he vandalized it. Interesting. So AJ, who did you think was A? I still think it's Maya. I think nothing in this episode has made me change my mind. That's valid. Yes. (laughs) Um, And who do you both think? killed Allie. Well, and Tobias Kavanaugh is the person with the black gloves, but you know, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Who killed Allie? I still think it was an accident. Like, the I, again, nothing in this... <laughs> shut up, Felipe. The writers. <laughs> nothing in this episode has like actively changed my mind. Like, I feel like this episode, besides the stuff with Mama and maybe Detective... Mama? Mama? Yeah, um, Spencer's mama. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's yeah. so many mamas. <laughs> and I thought you meant Mona. I was like, that's no. weird. I've been calling her mama all of my notes. I was like, yes, mama. Um, <laughs> but um, besides her and a, maybe a detective Wilden like, getting off the case, I felt like this was like a very much uh, meh episode, a nothing episode, a, a non-consequential episode. I agree. I love this episode. Like, I felt like it was, like, slice of life. Like, I got to... I feel like this was a good intro episode. I agree with that, but also didn't like mm. it. Yeah. Um, this is my I first think... episode. This is my favorite episode of Pretty Little Liars. Like, uh, I, I, I think... I think 
last week we were just getting back into the action and now it's like slowing down again and it's like we but, need more action yes I, I I prefer the action more than the slow down because like I know the characters, but I think um Felipe like it on something like if this is your first episode, I feel like this is a good introduction um, yeah, to many yeah. of the characters. Oh, and I forgot to ask you one other question. Felipe? No, both of you. Oh. So we have a couple texts from A this episode. Oh, my favorite A quote. Yeah, so one of them is, there's only so much you can bury, Emily. You're not done with me yet. The second one is, you aren't the only one with great expectations. Check it out. And the third one is, uh, define desertion. Seems like you're about to lose Emily. Who's next? So which one of those is your favorite, both of you? I say three. I feel like they all were bad. Yeah, they were all sucking, <laughs> three, three was the best. I feel also, like... they text, A has texted about losing Emily like five times. So exactly. A really so, like, like that, like the, the third one carries no weight for me. Like I've already been like teased with, oh, like something's going to happen to Emily or something like that, like multiple times. And I'm like, Emily's you know, what, I'm tired. Her own grave at some point. Emily's going to be the sole person who survives the show. <laughs> like everyone else is going to die somehow. <laughs> I mean, Emily's going to be the last one standing. Emily gives big, and you can tell me I'm wrong, like main character in a horror movie um, energy. Yeah, but like Mary Sue main character energy. Can we talk about like how Emily didn't grab her stuff? Like she should have like had that backpack. She should have just like ran like when she like heard that thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, yes. And like, I have been in the moment where some like, I forget something and I like leave something on the ground or like leave my bags. But you're also never not, like, stressed about never a murder. Yeah, stressed about like these like high high. But also that was a shoulder bag, and I always my the only bags that I have that I ever leave the house with um, are like over the shoulder bags. So like they're always on my body, so I don't have to physically hold it. It's over my shoulder. You know what I mean? Like it's across my body. Understood. So like. And I do that specifically because if it was a bag that I had to hold the handle <laughs> of, like constantly, I would forget it somewhere. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Understood. Understood. That's fair. Also, like, I don't say... think y'all have ever suffered being told that you have to carry a purse everywhere. No, I have not. My but mom still gets on my case. I will say my favorite quote was the first one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Why do you say interesting? Uh, because it was the one that was to Emily. It was like I, yes. I kind of feel like you like the ones that are like direct threats. I Not do like, like those. Something's gonna happen to Emily. It's like no, Emily, I'm coming for you. Oh, I do love the direct. Like, I, what was my favorite one? Um, one of my favorite ones is the letter to the mama, or the other one that they was like, I will um rat you out, Arya. I'm if you gonna don't. tell your mama. Yeah, I love the direct threats. Like the direct threats um are always my favorites. Uh. That's what, about, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just noticing a pattern. Oh, listen, I have a type. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, so next week's episode is What's it called? Uh, episode 10 of season one, and it's called Keep Your Friends Close. Any thoughts on what it's about? Keep your friends close. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's the play on keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so I think <gasps> what if there is a big fight that um happens 
and no, you know what? Pause. I want more um Asher Adams. So first off, first prediction, more Mike. <laughs> Mike is going to become more prevalent. Uh, I don't know why. And Mike gets some friends. So he wants to keep his friends close because he's being like, no, let's make this next episode all about Mike. <laughs> like screw okay. the main character, screw the girls. Well, so my prediction, do you want to hear my prediction? Yeah. <laughs> so they have like, a class field AJ. trip to the circus, which we don't like circuses, but they have a class field trip to the circus. And there, it's kind of like a freaky circus, so A can really manipulate the girls, so they have to keep each other close. But also, Mona is there snooping around, Lucas is snooping around. Yeah, that's my theory. The only thing that I have to say is, we kind of had an attempt at a freaky circus at Homecoming. Mm -hmm. So that is my only nitpick with your predictions, but otherwise I love it. As if I'm reading your predictions. So, Felipe, are you going to continue watching Pretty Little Liars now that you've had an introduction? At some point, yes. I just have to clean out a lot of shows first, and then I will get on it. And this will definitely be a 2X kind of show. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm glad that you'll continue watching it. I know that you'll continue listening because uh, you are our faithful editor. Um, And speaking of, Felipe, what do you have going on? Where can we find you? You can follow me on social media at what the fleep. Uh, that's my main. And then also over on the Brazilian Dragon podcast, two episodes come out this week at the time of recording. So they'll be out by then. Uh, one was a Marvel deep dive with AJ and Jay. I don't know if you've heard about it. It was them. a shallow dive. Yeah. <laughs> that episode, listen, we had five, four, Great discussions, and then two kind of messy, all over the place discussions about Hawkeye and No Way. If you want to hear why I hate Willem Dafoe, first of all, you know where to find me, but also listen to that podcast. Yes, but it was a great time. Um, shenanigans were had, and then also Autumn and I have started a total drama rewatch. We want to be famous has an individual feed and on the Brazilian Dragon feed. And we covered episodes three, four, and five this week of Total Drama Island. Um, Heather is getting into her prime uh, and being chaotic. And AJ probably stands Heather. Um, so, yes, that, that's what we're doing over there. Episode 100 is also coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. Plus on the Dragon Babies feed, which is where you can listen to this episode, uh, the Gravity Brothers podcast has launched. So check it out on your favorite podcast feeds. Um, and if you want to support the Brazilian Dragon podcast, uh, you there is a PayPal link in the show notes. So, Jay, and, AJ? Yeah, I can't wait to listen to all of those podcasts and hopefully contribute in some way to that 100th uh, podcast. Uh, AJ, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DuckKidNorris. There I will probably promote whatever I'm doing, um, any podcast or anything like that. Um, again, we are currently in BB Can season, so you might see me hop over on Rob has a podcast also talking about BB Can sometimes. But besides that, if I'm never doing anything, just check my Twitter and it will tell me what I'm doing. Awesome. And if you have any feedback for us about Pretty Little Liars, about your homecoming experiences, um, about any secrets that you might be keeping um about your favorite storm stories or how you did on the SATs you can send us any feedback or stories or questions to two secrets pod at gmail.com that's the number two secrets pod at gmail.com and then you can also find me on twitter at jmonji underscore 
um, like Jumanji, but Jmanji, because J is my name, and Jumanji is my favorite game. You've played Jumanji before? No, but it is my favorite movie. Oh, okay. They're talking about the Dwayne Rock, the Rock Johnson. No. No. I'm talking about the Robin Williams version, May He Rest in Peace. AJ's favorite movie is Rubber, the movie about the magical murder tire. What is it called? Rubber. It's about a tire, like a, a dry a car tire that ha- gets magical powers and kills people. Okay. Well, Felipe, <laughs> okay. thank you okay. so much for joining us for this wonderful episode of Two Kings. Spider-Man No Way Home. How about you leave us <laughs> out with a rendition of our favorite theme song? Ready? <clears throat> I got a secret. Can you keep it? <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Uh, wait, why is it? Bye. StreamYard. Bye. Uh-oh, it locked me out of StreamYard. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We lost the second half of that podcast. Bye. And not re recording. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Talk for me. I'm back. The storm, the storm arrived and Jay's internet went out. How dare the rain in LA affect Jay? <laughs> All right. So, 